Sirius 197, XM202, The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Right now? All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm Ron Bennington. It is the Ron and Fez Show on the summer solstice. Summer solstice starts today. Uh, Fez Watley had a rough morning, though. We're going to check in with him. You uh, all scrambled today, huh, buddy? Very scrambled. Just a nightmare morning. Uh, No subway service uh, off of Roosevelt Island. So isn't that kind of common there, though? It's becoming more and more common. Where at least you, where you could go, you could get to Queens. Hey, you're already laughing. You you already saw him this morning. I got a couple phone calls. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then yeah, I saw when he came in this morning. Not not good. Not good shape. He didn't call me directly. He called my chick for my chick to call me. Oh. I don't know what that uh, thing was. So uh, I get a call. Fez is all upset. He the subway is not working. Blah blah blah. I go. Um, oh, why would he call you? That make much sense. Fez. So you could have went to Queens and then caught the subway back from Queens. No, couldn't even do that today. Yeah. Yeah. No, either direction. Ever, yeah. Was cut off. So then, um, I make it back to my apartment and I and I'm like, all right, just call the car service. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for the car service to come and get me. Well, there's construction on the Roosevelt Island Bridge where the cars cannot, they're holding up the bridge mm-hmm. for cars to get on and off the island. And I just had you next to yourself in a... Yeah, so that's just more and more time being, you know, piled on. And then somehow during the night, I hurt my back and I am in excruciating pain where I can't move either way, and I've had to go up and down that stupid island to the subway and back with my back killing me. And then the very bouncy car ride on the way in, I'm just in agony. It's a horrible start to a day. Mm. Now, why is that 60 minutes? I never heard anyone bring up their bad back there. Crazy talk. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, Fez's old lady physicality it plays a larger and larger part. And I used to go through this with my grandmother of exactly what was nagging and pulling at her today. So I just, I can barely move, and it, it's my middle of my back, and it's going around into my stomach and my chest, and I have no idea what I've done. All I did was get up in the night to try to uh, get a drink of water. And I and my body's been devastated from doing that. You take some Xanax, maybe to take the pain off. At least get scripts. Well, um, you made it to work on time, right? Yeah. So I mean, all that panic was for for Dill. Yeah, but then I I made it to work with like I mean like an hour and a half later than I tried to get in here. Right. So just trying to play catch up ball. But we understand. We we get the fact that we live in a city. And sometimes uh, traffic is unbearable. Everyone here gets it. It's just a night. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And they give you no information at these subways. Why don't you go to the MTA uh, website before you leave in the morning? I'm going to have to if this is going to keep up. Yeah, you should do that. That's... And the tram is down, the cable car that carries people across the East River from Roosevelt Island to Manhattan, that's down. That's been down for like four months. When's it going to work again? 
Oh, they're getting a new car, a new space-age car. So there's just no escape from Roosevelt Island. Seems like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Well, you know, it was always our idea that you live there. We always said that's perfect for you. All right, 866-ROUND-ZERO-FED. And now, Hicks and I look silly because we begged you to live on that fucking island. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking either. Uh, here's our buddy uh, Smith in uh, Minnesota. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Nicholas Anelka calls the French national team manager. Uh, he tells him, go fuck yourself, you son of a whore. So they send him back. The team goes into revolt and refuses to practice over the weekend. The French team, that's right, wait for it, surrendered. So you. Um, I don't think they're going to make it out of group play. I'm very happy to say that uh, Hicks has picked France to win it all. Yeah, I had him going all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. This is some bullshit. Why the fuck are they kicking off their star striker and then refusing to fucking practice and just basically revolting against their coach and the entire uh, French soccer league? See, all the people who say France doesn't like to fucking fight doesn't pay attention. They fight constantly over there with each other. They're constantly shutting their own country down. They're constantly having riots against themselves. They're great at fighting. They just don't like to fight on the outside. They can't redirect that anger and frustration towards, No, I'm sorry, know, Betty. Sweden. I'm sorry. This is some bullshit. <laughs> this fucking uh, World Cup soccer, unbettable. Unfucking bettable. You don't even know how to fucking pull this off. I think at the end, though, they'll get into the second round somehow. You got them going all the way. Yeah. I love the fact, though, that you get, like, one opportunity, maybe two in your life, to be on a, a team like this. And guys just saying, fuck it, it ain't worth it. After you've worked your entire life to get there. With a trainer. For, for fucking no real reason. He's just getting pissed off at the guy, cursing them out. It's fucking madness. Absolute madness. And, of course, over the weekend, we just kept pumping more and more oil into the Gulf. That's just unfixable now. And I think I'm past my uh, disgust, anger stage, and I'm slowly just falling into acceptance where the Gulf is just this large oil pit, not unlike La Brea tar pits. Well, there's going to be a telethon to help out the people affected by it. Um, this is the first I'm hearing. Where's this telethon? It's going to be on CNN, Larry King. They're still organizing it. That's it? One fucking episode? One show? Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the stars already lining up are Jason, Justin Bieber. I got the Bieber. It's good to hear. Ted Danson. Uh, he'll show Cam for anything. God Cameron, bless him. Cameron the Diaz. Bieber of his day. Cameron Diaz, uh, Randy Jackson and Robert Redford. And Sting may be performing. And Larry now, running the whole show. What's that? And Larry King running the whole show. Right. It's on the Larry King show. Um, so I guess it'll only be like an hour or two, or is it going to go on all night? That's what I love to say. I love to say it uh, going one at a time. Uh, here's Pat in Georgia with a... Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. What do you got? Hey there, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. Breaking on the news in Lakehurst, New Jersey. The naval base has been put on lockdown. Not sure what's going on yet. What the hell is that about? 
All right, we'll look into that. Thanks. Boy, our interns got to hustle these days if we're going to be a full-service news organization. I mean, we're already reporting on the big Larry King thing. Do they do they know yet what the song's going to be? Not yet, no. It's all in this is all early playing stages here. The celebrity song, if I could throw it in since we got Ted dancing, i love to hear the cheer song done all by celebrities, starting with the Bieber. You know what I love about that Justin Bieber is his haircut. Looks good. Yeah. And I also love that uh, When You Smile, I Smile song. That fucker's got hit written all over it. What? I don't know. He did it on uh, The Idol. He did it on The American Idol. And uh, the paid little girls in the pit went crazy. We need one of those paid pits like they have on American Idol where kids are just sitting here going fucking nuts to whatever anyone's saying. Fez starts talking about his aching back or his bad feet or his fucking whatever the hell's bothering him. Sugar diabetes. Just little girls are going fucking nuts. It's an excitement. They hand out signs then, I guess. I've had so many people say to me, adult people, see the Toy Story? And I go, no, I didn't see the Toy Story. And guys, and men on my block said, do yourself a favor. Go see it. Last 20 minutes, you're going to be crying like a little girl. I go, even if you're right, why would I pay for that? What makes me want to pay money to sit down and cry about how fragile life is in the dark wearing funny 3D glasses? As long as it's in 3D. These um, Pixar people just want the, the fucking country sobbing. It wasn't up like incredibly depressing like the first 10 minutes in is from out front. I didn't see it. I don't know. I had the same thing. People said, go see up. You're going to be sobbing like a baby. It's fantastic. Awesome. It's fantastic. You sit there and sob. And I go, if you took a fucking medication that made you start crying, you'd get off of it immediately. Yet with these Pixar movies, you can't cry enough. Everybody's just out there just fucking laying on the floor crying because kids grow up. Oh, I don't know why they do it to themselves. It seems the exact opposite of what a cartoon should do. I don't remember ever crying during a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Well, I cried once when he uh, hit Yosemite Sam in the face with a frying pan. Uh-huh. And when they pulled the pan back, <laughs> Sam's face was in the shape of a frying pan. I didn't know. But luckily, I didn't even know that he could do this. He just... <laughs> and pulled his face back out again. Yeah, these Pixars will get you balling. Now, I understand the guy who gets fucking drug out there by his children... Uh, it was my brother-in-law's uh, birthday on Friday, and his little children said, this is great, we're going to take you to Toy Story for your birthday. I get it. He fucked up, he had kids, they want to go see it, you got to go with them. There's, you can't get around it. You cannot get around it. But for a grown man to go out and see it on his own and start crying like these guys on my block... I don't know why you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, I had buddies saying, you got to see Toy Story 3 this weekend, right? I'm like, no, why would I go see that? They're like, it's in 3D. It's Toy Story. You don't like the first two? You know, life's in 3D, and you fuckers don't pay attention to that. You couldn't be more... You won't look out your window because you're on your fucking Xbox, and uh, nature is in 3D. Well, we don't have glasses to see uh, regular 3D life. People aren't paying attention to the real world. 
Uh, a guy said to me the other day, hey, you know the president's a colored guy? I go, you seriously fucking missed that story, you Facebooking prick. Um, let me go over here to intern Darren. Darren, you're on my face. Hey, buddy, it's Ichiban. Yeah. Jay Moore is on The View. Him and Joy Behar are going at it a little bit. What are they battling about? Um, he said something making fun of Donald Trump, and then she stood up to Donald Trump. He did uh, Regis and Tracy Morgan. And uh, I think there was a bit of a sex joke, too. So it's all in, in fun. It's all in yeah, happy yeah. fun. All right, Jay Moore, ripping the ass off the view. There you have it, folks. TJ in Atlanta. Hey, buddy. Yeah. When I first saw Ice Age, I cried happy tears when the caveman got his baby back, I admit. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the Ice Age. But it is good news to hear that the caveman got his baby back. Now, did it this make awesome. you start crying? They're both dead anyway. I mean, it doesn't really matter what took place back there. They're both dead. I didn't know there were any cavemen in that movie. Those little animals. Why would they have humans in these things? That that always fucking gets me. Let's suppose that you're watching any fucking historical movie, Spartacus, and like you start crying because they're killing Spartacus, or you feel bad because they're killing Spartacus. He's dead anyway, and so are the people that killed him. Doesn't really fucking matter now. Looking backwards, whether Spartacus lived another eight years, and then got dysentery and shit himself to death. Well, we want to see what happened within those eight years. <laughs> but they, you only care where the movie ends. Like, yay, this movie's a happy ending. But if you kept any movie going long enough, it's going to have a tragic, death-filled ending. The only fucking show that was ever right about that was The Six Feet Under. And I've never watched a single episode, but people have told me about the last episode. That was great. Brilliant! Maybe that's what I'm going to do all summer. Instead of watching Big Brother again all summer, maybe I'll try to catch up on the six feets. You don't want to watch him sleeping, though, after dark? Yeah, I'll probably still get it. Because I already got the Showtime rocking, and you get to all lay down together like one big fucking weird family. Do you ever get to see him fuck? Yeah, but they fuck under blankets. Oh. No one's ever just said, I'm fucking pulling this sheet off and fucking going at it. And then you have to wait for the subtitles. What's that? Then you have to wait to, uh, for the subtitles to figure they out. Are, they are fucking. Um, yeah, I don't even know if Showtime would stay on it if they fucking just had anal. If they said to themselves, let's just fucking go for this. It's pussy if they don't. Uh, Eddie, you're on the run of show. Uh, it's hard to believe, but the year's half over. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought it was a fluke last year. You know, usually the movie season is kind of backloaded with the Oscars and everything, and the good stuff comes out at the end of the year. But it's been a very weak year so far. It's been a very uh, weak year for the popcorn kids. The well, fanboys have uh, not enjoyed themselves. And uh, obviously, this Toy Story is going to be the biggest fucking movie of the year. Made 109 over the weekend. Uh, everyone's going to keep going back and seeing it. It's in 3D. So the biggest fucking story this year is from the early 90s. They should have just ran the first Toy Story and said, look, kids, it's the same shit. Enjoy yourself. They could have 3D'd it up and just re-released it. I'm going to get the 4D. At time travel? Yeah. It'll be a 3D movie, but you can go back in time to see it. And the Jonah Hex over the weekend, eighth place, maybe around $5 million. I know nothing about this story. Yeah, comic, I... comic book movie, 
that just came out and tanked. Maybe Megan Fox might want to reconsider this leaving the Transformers franchise that she's uh, that she's done. I didn't thought she. I thought they fired her. Well, according to her, she quit. They say they fired her. She says she quit. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, I I don't know much about it. I mean, just because something's a fucking comic book. I guess doesn't mean it's going to be a giant hit. It's not like most of us who don't read comic books have, you know, understand the Jonah Hex mythology. No fucking score in this game. You know, in that last game, I had fucking Korea plus five. I don't know why I took the bet. It just seemed big at the time. North Korea you took. Oh, was that it? I don't know. I call them all Korea. Um, Brian, Rhode Island, you're on my face. Hey, boys, how you doing? Hey, hey uh, Ron, I just wanted to say my all-time favorite line that you've ever said was last year's Father's Day when you told everyone you spend it the same way you do every year, answering the phone and screaming, prove it. All right, peace. I don't even remember that joke, but it's fucking amazing. I just uh, generally uh, go to Fez Watley's line of the day and hang out there for a while. Today's is going to be good. My back hurts. My neck and my back. What was that fucking guy's name? Was that uh, Friday's? The, what was the one where the guy got back and like he was on a slip and fall? That was Friday. When they were in the bodega. All right. That's going to be fucking Watley's new nickname. Where? What doctor are you going to go to, Grandma? Um, I'll probably just go to my cardiologist. I usually go to him for what? everything. How would a cardiologist help you with your fucking back? Well, I don't have a back person. Then you pick up the phone and you call. Go on the website. There's plenty of doctors on there. Oh, uh, he doesn't even go on the website for the MTA. Uh, JJ, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, afternoon, boys. Ethan hey. Ron for you. What do you got? Uh, U.S. Open this weekend, first ever Northern Irish champion, only to be overshadowed by the biggest collapse since 1908. The guy go, leading going into the last round was six under par. End of the day, at five over par. Just fucking completely shit the bed, huh? Oh, yeah, he shit it good. He had one hole where he had a triple bogey, lost one hole where there's hundreds of people watching, and they still lost the ball. This was always a big Davy Mack portion of the show. He used to love his fucking golf. He really loved Phil Mickelson for some reason. Yeah, I know. I saw him fucking Twitter about him over the weekend as he was threatening other golfers. Uh, Izell, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, that guy from Friday, his name was Crackhead Izell. That's Fez's new name. See ya. Uh, why would you call yourself that? All right, Crackhead Izell. All right, that's going to be Watley's name. Since you got the bad back, and you're going to your cardiologist for it. Uh, yes, it looks like your heart is somewhere behind your spine. You don't have a general physician? No, I don't. Mm. No, I just, I've, ever since, because uh, every time I get sick, I think, oh, my God, it's involving the heart. So well, this, I run to the cardiologist. This isn't it, though. Yeah, I'll just have to find, I'll find someone. When? After the show. I'm only kidding. I don't give a fuck. I was just kidding. Maybe I thought you'd go with it. Forgot the summaries. Uh, Fez Watley, bad back today. I'm thinking he should start getting those needles in his back kicks. The acupuncture? Yeah. Yeah, it can't hurt. Either that or heroin. 
I used to go to a guy stuck a needle in my arm. I felt fucking great. I just sit there for a while. I felt drugs. Then I quit after a miss. You motherfucker. Skin pop it. Um, let's go to Derek. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Hey. I have an itchy bond. An itchy bond? <laughs> you might want to scratch that. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm calling up about HP Hewlett Packard's customer service. <laughs> they outsource you, and they don't fix one fucking problem. Well, now, where are you calling from? 19 fucking 95? We know. You and a packy fucking screaming at each other for 12 hours. We've all been there. And they're assholes. They don't fix anything. I have to go out and spend more money just to fix a damn computer that is under warranty. Why don't you fucking give me a call tomorrow and tell me that rain and lightning comes out of dark clouds? Okay? Why don't you give me a call that says every fucking girl on Facebook is making a duck face? These are things that we understand. By the way, what is it with you and your generation and those duck faces, Hicks? Oh, I, I don't know, but there's whole websites. There we go. There it is. Got the duck face. Check it out. At the keg party, dog. Keg party. Look, I got a red cup in the air. Well, there's, there's whole websites dedicated to just pictures of that shit. Hicks, I got to ask you the truth. Is there one picture of you out there holding a the beer up like it's great? I think with a drink. Yeah, with a drink in my hand. Sure, yeah. Come on, it happens. What is that all about? Yeah, man, party. I'm proud to fucking show it off. Partying. Those are my favorite fucking picks. Just fucking rocking the drink up in the air. Hell yeah, man. Gotta get fucked up. <laughs> I know, but... Gotta show it off. Let them know. We understand that. We understand that you're drinking. I don't think you do. Got <laughs> going up on the Facebook. Get, let them know I'm getting fucking whacked. It's one thing, but why, do you, why are you holding it up in the air? Representing. Yeah. Gotta let him know. Uh, Justin, you're on my face. Ronnie, I just didn't know if this was a uh, improvised Afro show or something. That last caller was uh, an O and A intern. Who was that? Hey, did you know that, him? Uh, that Derek or whatever. He was the uh, the high pitched uh, the high pitched voice Derek kid with the uh, that took the lie detector test. I'm sure that's him. Was that him, Hex? HP guys sound like it might have been him. He has a very distinctive high. Well, tell him to hold it for the ONA show when he's got a little fucking gripe about minorities. I guess his yeah, his racism is the only thing that gets him on there. Well, <laughs> fuck, I got his point. Except for everyone knows this dog face. Looks good. Oh, that's a real duck. <laughs> now, who started the duck face? You know who used the duck face too? Was um, those Gotti kids? Yeah. Uh, the Guido's duck face quite a bit. Check it out. Uh, what is this website? Um, if you just put in duck faces, it's like the first thing that comes up on Google. Trendhunter.com. It's a duck face photo block. <laughs> I keep it going. More duck face. <laughs> what, Check hap what happened to trying to look good in photos? No, it's just a What look happened? Back in my day, we liked to look pretty. I dare he's throwing... Well, that's not even a duck yeah, face. That's coming. this guy fucking rocking hard. Oh, these are cum faces? I guess. Oh, God, it's disgusting. That's a shit face. That's oh, not a cum face. These are old faces now. <laughs> oh, give my old face. <laughs> There's also a new thing where uh, where hipsters take pictures where they look like they're trying to piss. Like they're trying to hold and piss. That's another block. All right, let me see this one. Right. Holding piss pictures. 
Hipstershavetopee.com. No, some, some guys do duck faces. There's definitely yeah. guys who do duck faces. It's more for the girls. The Long Island Persuasion guys will do a, throw out a fucking duck face. Yeah, uh, fucking, I'm sure Pitsy's got plenty of duck face pictures. Oh, hell yeah, guy rocked a drink, too. Sure. Hey, look at this, Budweiser. <laughs> hey, this is holding pissed. Yeah. It's like there's some new trend that people have noticed that uh, hipsters always just trying to, especially that the That chick was really attractive, though. Yeah, very attractive, yeah. She looked like Twiggy. Um, Let's go on over here to Jeremy. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Just want to tell you thanks, man. Over the weekend, I took my son out to the little local uh, single-A ball club there at home. Uh -huh. a great time. I'm not a big baseball fan, but kind of listening to you talk about going to the games when you were young or whatever made me want to go. Had a great time. As the kids get out, they run the field and everything. A real... I don't know, involved atmosphere. It's just a great time, and yeah. I just wanted to tell you thanks. Man. Minor League Baseball is doing a great job. What where, what park did you go to? Who'd you say? It was uh, Hesperia, California, the um, hometown Mavericks. They're a little farm team for the Seattle Mariners. Uh-huh. And it was just a great time. They let the kids get out there, run the bases. You know, you're right there by the players. They're knocking it out of the park. What was the you're price there? tag? What, what were you paying? Dude, for me, my wife, and both kids, I paid 28 bucks. That's fucking a great. Fireworks show, everything. Fireworks, too. Uh, that's amazing. All right, I'm glad yeah, you had a good time, Jeremy. Yeah, it's a really cool thing to do now, the minor league ball. It's a really great way to spend the night. Uh, Kevin, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm just wondering, Fez, why, yes. is it your show, too, or are you supposed to say stuff? Because all I can really hear is just Ron saying stuff. Don't cry. So that's he's not. First of all, he's not crying, and maybe you didn't hear the fucking subway bit, and the uh, his back hurts, and he goes to the cardiologist. You don't have a regular doctor? Mm -mm. No, he got you upset. Huh? Yeah. I hope you're fucking happy, pal. You know what you'd make a good up, Fez? What's that? Stand-up comic. Mm. Because <laughs> you can deal with hecklers. It's just a panic day. Because of the back or because of the subway? Everything. You've got his ID today, too. Downstairs. What's that? You've got his ID to get into the building Why did you today. forget your ID? It's okay, though. I got him in the system. <laughs> Hold on. What are you, a fucking heckler, too? Because I see no, you're, coming, you're laughing a little bit. No, I'm not. A little bit. There's duck faces here. They're funny to look at. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't tell me you forgot your ID. Oh, yeah. I did that, too. Did you upset? I, no one yeah. can hear you when you're not on the radio. Yeah, because I took it when I went back to my apartment to call the car service. I took it out of my pocket for whatever reason and left it there. Well, you pin the fuck around like I do. I fucking wear it like I work for NASA. <laughs> Seriously, I act like I'm fucking walking through NASA every day. So just a rough, rough... I wish I could pin my cash to me. What's rough? That you forgot your thing? Just the whole, the whole morning. And then that fucking guy calls like a dick. Yeah. I hope you're proud of yourself, big man. I hope you're having the greatest solstice ever. 
I doubt he is. What is this? Is this today is the longest day. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Today is the the least day that you'll ever worry about sundowners. You have now starting tomorrow, every day gets shorter. The yeah. the fucking sun is coming to you. Uh, Dylan, California, you're my face. Hi, good afternoon, boys. I just want to say, Fezzy, you do rock. Um, have you tried a icy hot for your back? They Hold on, Dylan. Are you a cardiologist? No. But uh, unless you are, you have no right to these opinions. Sassafras and Jowja, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fez. Yes. Just, that Kevin guy can fuck the fuck off, man. You're the reason my homophobic dad loves the Ron and Fez show. You're fucking awesome. Wait, Don't yeah. let that guy get you down, man. Wait a minute, your dad's gay? No. My dad's homophobic. He's a Yeah, you know what that means? Man. Blows <laughs> homos. That's exactly what that word means. Excuse me, I'm going to listen to myself on the radio now. Yeah, that should be fun. Did you ever think of uh, a line like that? Like, hey, fuck off, guy. No, I didn't think of it. What did you think of? Just that I was panicking. You know what's bothering you today? What's that? You're wearing a shirt that looks like a 1970s countertop. And you can't fucking feel like you can get your shit together from that point on. It's like laughing. You want Hicks to walk on your back? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's the best way to go here. Where is exactly does your back hurt? Out here. Because I'm kidding. I don't care where it hurts. And then I'm not into here. Not so much here or here. Let me get like a board for you to lay on from like facilities. One of those World Cup stretchers. They look like they got them out of a mash unit. Nick, Virginia, you're on my face. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Fezzy, I just want to ask you, maybe you should think about taking a sabbatical from the show for a while and get your shit together and feel better about your life. We could bring back Dave, somebody who's a little more participating in the show, and everybody will be happy. And you could be a caller, like me. Fezzy, you ever think of a sabbatical? No, I haven't thought of that. No. Let me just say a few words to here. Cruise around the world. Oh, shit. Could you imagine that? That'd be sick. Poor call. <laughs> you get a casino on there. Here's Danny in California. You're on my face. Danny. Hey, guys. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, I, I just want to tell Fez, you know, people tune into the show not just not just for Ron, but they tune in for Ron and Fez. And, there you go. And, anyway, and, that's the name of the show, isn't it, Ron and Fez? Yeah, and any, anyone who who wants to talk shit about Fez, and they can just not listen to the show. Hey, watch it. Here's Dan. You're on Ron and Fez. Fezzy. Yes. Listen, look at where you are in your life, buddy. How many people are on XM radio? Not very many. All right, this is advice radio, only it's the only time the host isn't giving the advice. <laughs> I don't know another fucking show in history that would call up and go like this. Hi, am I on? Yeah, I got some advice for you. Uh, what you need to do, most of these guys that do radio shows are experts in some field. You got to give it out. Yeah. But I already knew that we were in trouble today when my chick called me and said Fez is upset. 
Why don't you just call Ron? Well, because I had the back thing going, too, and I always go to, uh, to Ron's uh, check for uh, medical advice. What advice you give? You see your cardiologist? Charlie, you're on Uh Ronnie, if Fez hasn't even thought of going on a gay cruise, I mean, maybe he's what? not a surfer. First of all, this gay thing, it's been suddenly, you know, sticking to Fez fucking picks me off a little bit. Makes no sense. And you better nip this in the bud, Fez. Because once those fucking uh, reputations get out for you, you stop being in action movies. That's what happened to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Poor prick. When everyone said he married David Geffen at the very <laughs> first day of the internet. In like fucking 95. Well, now the internet loves him again because some picture came out of him just sitting alone on a bench eating a sandwich. I saw that. And it's Sad like, Keanu. Oh, it sucks. And then like all this, these stories came out about how he like gave away a bunch of his money and like how his sister died and his girlfriend died and all this weird shit about Keanu Reeves. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Keanu Reeves is a good guy. Uh, Flats had a little fucking experience with him before. How? You oh, know. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say this. He's a lot more like us than you think, Hicks. Awesome. I never had anything against the guy. Yeah, you did. You were like, when? fuck Neo. He's not the one. <laughs> Thought it was Morpheus. Morpheus is just over the fucking top. Um, Anthony, Jersey, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, buddies. Hey, Fez, I know you had a little hectic morning this morning. Why don't you throw your keys over to Ronnie so he can count and make sure all your keys are there today also. We want to make sure you didn't forget anything. I had to immediately check to make sure my keys were in my pocket. Yes, they're there. Check it over. And how many keys do you have, Fez? Um, I believe I have eight keys. Eight keys all together? Uh-huh. Hmm. It's very interesting. Because you actually have seven keys. Oh. Really? Yeah. Um, no, I'm wrong. Six. Let's go to Frank here on my face. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. I was wondering if uh, Fez could use, like, a personal assistant to help him out with driving and medication and stuff like that. Um, oh, my God, look at poor Keanu. Just on a bench. All right, you know what he looks like to me? A guy eating lunch. I don't understand. <laughs> How happy is he supposed to look? He's by himself having a little fucking sandwich. Yeah, but he's a millionaire. He's got, he should be enjoying that sandwich a little bit more. Got better than any sandwich I probably ever had. It doesn't have to be happy constantly but look if you're eating by yourself a sandwich becomes a very sad food for some reason really? i it's disagree a hundred percent it's sad looking i like fucking street food it's delicious yeah you're fucking walking down the street eating a dirty water dog you're on top of the world uh ryan you're on a fez hey ryan fez yeah. miss dave hey fez i want to uh there's a different psychologist named charles jung um, he's pretty much a lot better than Freud, in my opinion. But there are a couple of different um, psychologists in the area, Manhattan. And I learned from a Michael J. Fox, who wrote a memoir, saying that it really helped him out. Uh, he calls it confronting your shadow. So you're still in psychology, 
but it's just a different way of looking at it. So there's actually like an end. That's how they kind of look at it. It's very weird that you brought that up because uh, Deepak, when he stopped in, his new book is something about your shadow self. And then Deepak told me he used to get really fucked up when he was younger. Then when he left here, he was like, I don't talk about myself that much. It was very strange. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to say to you, Deepak. Yeah, he was saying like he was like a chain smoker and a binge drinker. Yeah, he's he loved to get fucked up. Fuck yeah, all right, Deepak. I guess he stopped. Yeah, of course he did. He fucking confronted his shadow self. Oh, okay. I do agree with some of that fucking thing of you got to stop acting like you ain't fucking bad. You know, like fucking embrace your badness. What I like to do is when I do something wrong, do an evil laugh. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I can't pull a fucking 100% nice guy off. But at the same time, I don't want to weird out about everything. Evil left's like a nice release. Um, Sean, Georgia, you're my first. Yeah, hey, Fezzy, next time you get sundowners, buddy, why don't you start singing the theme to Annie? The sun will come out tomorrow. Again, you know what? I don't want people giving Fez advice. He's got a fine psychologist. He's got a cardiologist who's working on his back right now. Uh, he lives in the middle of a river and can't catch fucking things. Um, Where there's no transportation. When off. he's having a bad day, he throws his idea away. So things are fucking going his way. Don't worry about it. Why isn't there like a boat that leaves fucking Roosevelt Island? There is. Is there? <laughs> you have to catch it like Shutter Island. There's no difference between where you live and Shutter Island. Uh, Scott, Chicago, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Fez, I just wanted to let you know. Dave's been gone. I've been noticing you've been talking more. You're getting more into the show, and I'm enjoying you more. So come on, bud. You may, I always feel bad if you start crying during the day. It makes me feel bad. So you got all these people calling in, pretty much supporting you, and I think you're doing a better job. And also Chris Stanley, he's he's stepping up too. So I want to thank you guys, and you know you went been through some stuff, and uh, we're all with you. Uh huh. And I'm going to be the one that slinks away. That is going to be my fucking thing uh, sooner or later. Well, I appreciate that. It's just I'm sorry for a yet another panic day. It's just insane. And I know the bad back didn't help anything. Is this a bit? No. Oh. Uh -huh. I thought since you were on the air, you were doing some material. I was waiting for the payoff. No, I didn't. Anywho. Remember when you used to do that? Uh-huh. Anywho. Anywho. And then you would go into a whole big funny bit. Right. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, Fezzy, I was just curious, uh, what kind of meds I've taken, because I'm on Klonop, that stuff wonders for me Hell for yeah. a month or two, and after about two months, I kind of developed a tolerance to it, I kind of have to switch over to something else. Thinking maybe that problem, maybe you've been taking something too long. Maybe you just got to switch your. Uh, well, you medication. start smoking the clonopin. Smoking it. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Maybe that chase that fucking it. pin dragon. I'd start getting into a thing called ten pin bowling if I could.
Yeah, I am not on any of those things. Yeah, if I've been on Klonopin before. You think I cry now? I cry even more when that stuff I thought is you were in doing my better. system. I honestly thought you were doing better. You did? Really? Yeah. yeah. Up until today. And today it just... No, I meant on the Klonopin. Oh. Now, I mean, recently, I don't know. You've been a fucking mess. Absolutely. But Klonopin Fez was what I used to call Fungi Fez. It was all fucked up. Yeah, it was all fucked up. You were fucking, you were fucking buying drinks for people. You were a ball. You're bright lights, big city. Every day was a new day. And then it would always bring on the tears, though. No. Not during Klonopin times. Really? Yeah, you were great. I mean, I'll take something again. Um, here's Chuck, Kansas, Sherman Fez. What's up, Ronnie? What's up? Hey, uh, I got a pill that Fred, uh, Fred, Fez needs to take. No, it's okay that you call him Fred. He's all right with that. My name's not Fred. Stop. <laughs> a brain fart, sorry. Hey, it's called Fuck Tall. You take one of these things and you don't give a fuck at all. Now, you live in Kansas, right? Yes, sir. In Kansas, you consider one of the hipper people? Yes. One of the funny guys? I got to roll out there and open up a comedy club. And clean up. Fires is called Fuck It All. Get it? But those are quaaludes. I wish. Fucking fly 714, my friend. Roar. Some kids say he sold me a quaalude once, but I don't think it was. It was just a big white pill. Yeah. Fuck me up, but... the, uh, there's these fucking bootlegs. We used to call them Spanish ludes. <laughs> they weren't pharmaceuticals. The fresh ones were the real deals. The seven one fours. I used to have a fucking T-shirt. We made it in shop class. That was a what? quaalude with wings on it. <laughs> that underneath it had a big fly seven one four. That thing was a pussy magnet for it. My mom chucked it out in the wash. What? She's like, I don't want you wearing that. I go, why? It's a fucking band. Why yeah. do you have to be like that? I throw away a band shirt. I know what it's for. You're flying the dope is what you're doing. And it's sad because you used to be such a nice boy. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron. I thought I saw Fez on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge the other day. Uh, he was hanging off one of the cables. He should have just let go. Can I ask you a question, Craig? What's wrong with you California guys today? You're also fucking mean to Fez. You know he missed the subway. Sean. Cincinnati, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fez, you think maybe you blew your back out from all that raunchy shit you do? Look, he's got bad gas problems. So what? Who cares? Who cares at all? Here's uh, Abel, California. Hey, uh, I have uh, Ichiba on, Ronnie. Let me place this. Ichiba! Ichiba! So a uh, South African doctor has created like a bear trap for the vagina. It's a uh, tampon-like container that the woman can put inside of her so that when a man rapes her, uh, sharp claws dig into the dude's cock. Here's the fucking downside of this, though. Now you got an angry guy with his bloody cock inside you fucking swinging. It doesn't keep you from getting raped. It just makes the rapist fucking freak out and get angry. Yeah, I mean, would... if there was a gun to shoot him, 
something. I'm just worried that these women are just fucking getting these guys even more ferocious. Yeah, they're razor-sharp barbs is how it's described. I got a new anti-rape thing for the women of South Africa. It's called a plane ticket. And get away from those fucking South Africans. That's your only anti-rape. Yeah, well, they just get the, like, being to death, pretty much. Well, yeah, but fucking dudes can get raped over there. Oh, fuck. You know, it's it's not like, well, she was asking for it. You're asking for it if you leave the fucking house, I guess. Yeah, South Africa has the highest instance of reported rape in the world. So you go out. Reported rape. Yeah. She goes out. She has this thing in. She doesn't get raped. She comes home, and then the husband's there, and she forgets that it's in. Then it's just a disaster. Plus, a lot of those African dicks, they might not even feel it. Oh. You're shooting a fucking elephant with a pee-fucking shooter. Mark, you're on running Fez. What's up, buddy? Yeah. So, it, it seems like... Oh, God damn, that, uh... look at that thing. Oh, blood fills up. <laughs> oh. That's a, that's a fucked up diagram. Right, remind me, I'm going to fucking make a mental note. When I go to Africa, no rapes. This fucking say this stopped me. Because I was going to take a rape vacation. What I would do is wear some kind of a fucking lead condom. So I could crush their anti-rapist devices. <laughs> uh, what did you say there, Mark? Oh, okay. Um, it seems to me that Fez has always pretty much had Dave and, and Pepper to, to hide behind. And now, uh, since Dave is gone, what happens when Pepper can't make it into work one day because he's either hungover or sick? It's going to be an awkward show. First of all... Fucking, you're talking about Lou Gehrig right now. That's right. The Iron Man. The day Pepper's mom died, Pepper showed up here with the coffin. Put it in the corner, ran the board for four hours, and then went and buried his mom. I was like, I'll, I'll take care of this later. Yeah, it's something to deal with later. Second of all, Fez Watley is a nothing bothers him motherfucker. Oh, you missed that. You take it all the way down there and then fucking miss with that, you Chilean prick. <laughs> That was Chicago. Yeah, I know. I look up every once in a while. I go to Bears are winning. Good for them. But nothing bothers you, right? Right. Nothing I can fucking throw you. Yeah, exactly. Well, today you had an off day. Today was an exception to the rule. And then the callers. Right. That that threw me, too. Whatever happened to Watley Posse? We used to have people backing you up. I don't know where the Watley Posse's been. Did you water that plant? Did you take care of it? I don't think I took care of it enough, Ron. Just answer me back with that. Whatever, or are you in this conversation? No, I'm, I'm in it. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think to yourself, here's something good? Here's something I can fucking take care of. Here's a positive. Steve, Texas, you're on Fez. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, you could, uh, you could sell your lead condoms during your rape prevention, prevention courses. Well, I did try to put that together with Master Poe. Um, unfortunately, Poe could never understand... Why I would want to do a martial arts course to support rapists who have to put up with people who know rape prevention. People need to defend themselves. Let's just fucking finally level the, te the playing field here. Let's level it. Why should the, the rape victims be coming off a high heel, heel, hill? I don't know where the heel came from. Oh, I remember. I was born and raised in Kentucky. That's why earlier this morning I was fucking my sister. Up on the hill! Up on the hill! None of this is making any sense. See if I see you looking quizzical. Rough day all the way around. 
Just a very rough day. <clears throat> you just say to yourself, that's an orange shirt. It's got a lot of rings on it. How do I get it in my fucking shopping cart? Um, Ryan, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. Hey, Fez, got some advice for you. Um, uh, I know somebody's done this. You can go down to Peru where they have a legal church where you can take hallucinogenic things and you can try ayahuasca. And you actually go down for about, you know, three or four days. In the first couple of days, you just kind of fast and smoke tobacco. And then actually later on, you're Ryan, actually, you why do you think we need to go somewhere to do it legal? Do you think we're the kind of motherfuckers who need a judge's okay to enjoy ourselves? All right? We make our own fucking rules. Trip out wherever. What's the whole legal thing got to do with anything? That's what I don't get about gays, guys. We need a legal marriage. Just have another legal marriage. What the fuck's the difference? Look at these pricks. All right. Does he get a free kick now? I never understand when the free kick comes in. I don't understand why they just don't call that a fucking PAT. Because it's that easy to get. These South African, I mean, South Americans are kicking ass. That's their fucking cup this year. Um, here's uh, Dave, you're on my face. Dave. Hello? Hey, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Oh, hey, how you doing? I got a moral conundrum. All right, let me press this. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. All right, what I got is we had a big rugby tournament, uh, France versus USA. My boy's brother is starting. He's playing in it. We rent a big limo bus. It's about an hour and a half trip to go there. So we decide to hire a couple strippers to do a little show on the limo bus. Okay. My girlfriend, who's Brazilian, finds a receipt because I'm the one arranging the bus, the girls, everything else, laid on my desk, stupid me, and I end up in a situation like Ray Liotta out of Goodfellas, like almost just she loses her head. Do I still go to the trip, or should I have stayed home? Well, all right, so it hasn't taken place yet, right? Well, no, it took place. I'll give you the answer, but I just Well, let me just tell you this, Dave. I'm going to just tell you from what I've heard. You're already, you're dating a Brazilian chick, right? Which yeah. means you already don't give a fuck. <laughs> you already don't care, or you wouldn't be dating a Brazilian chick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, you got to get on the fucking bus then. Yeah, we, we, we definitely got on the bus. Right. I did. Because you know how many other Brazilian girls there are? So you already don't give you don't give a flying fuck about this whole situation. That's the beauty of it. You see what we're doing here, Fez? Yeah, saying they don't give a fuck. Good some good summary. I was beating around the fucking corner, but you came back and you laid it out there for me. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. You look like a hound dog today. You look very sad. You look very, very sad. You've been noticing the six. Yeah, from the morning. Everything's just fucking hanging sad here. You know what you need? Maybe what you need is that fucking New Kids on the Block song hanging tough to fucking pull you up. So it's not just the panic, there's sadness too? Oh, yeah. You miss your well, Davy Mac. Is that what it? Sure, yeah. You sit around at night messing them? Yeah, I miss him. He loves your best pal. Yeah. At least you fucking cherished him while you had him. You guys were very close.
Oh, we went back and forth. Oh. Like fucking? Uh, Tom, New York, you're on Fez. Hey, how about a Pepper Fez Friday drinking day? See ya! Um, there's no way I'd put alcohol in Watley right now. Not when he's the press guy. I'll pile some drinks back here. I know you will. I know you're doing it before the show until I smell it on you. Fucking, huh? you, you know what? Uh, Hicks is like, I don't know whether any of you guys have ever worked in a factory, but a lot of times you'll run into a forklift guy and you can just smell how drunk he is. That's how fucking Hicks is. He acts like no one else can smell alcohol. Impossible. Is there something sad going on besides the Dave stuff? No, it's just what happens is when the panic comes around, it leads to the sad stuff. You're, I didn't know that you could be sad and panic. I thought they were opposites. It starts with the panic, and then it gets so depressing. So you stop panicking, and it just leads into sadness. Why don't you go, instead of from panic to sadness, to panic to steamed shrimp? And just have a big bucket of steamed shrimp. Uh, David, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys, how you doing today? Yeah. What Sounds can I do like for Fez, you, buddy? Sounds like Fez is on the verge of crying. Come on, that should be a free T-shirt, please. We don't play those games. First oh, of all, come a on. Watley don't. Watley doesn't cry. He has steamed shrimp. All right, that's fuck. That's a gimme. Well, and, we can still get it out of the Gulf. All right, nice one. Fucking now three pointer from the outside. Uh, Frank, Oklahoma, you're on Run Fez. Ron, it's so obvious. The problem was yesterday was Father's Day. Did you call your dad yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Terry. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Terry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Kornheiser like Wilbon. Hey, Rob. Wait, wait a minute. You honestly, you pick Kornheiser over Wilbon? I can't help it, Ronnie. I'm a Kornheiser guy. I used to listen to his radio show on XM. You get a lot more out of him then. I guess I'll take Jewish humor. I don't know. I'm all about the Wilbon on that show. I love Wilbon, too. Just a little bit more of a Kornheiser guy. Okay. Well, Ronnie, I'm worried about you, too. How's your back feeling after carrying busy for all these years? You know something? Uh, first of all, I'm not carrying him, all right? We're walking side by side like that Jesus poster. You know how they found the fucking footprints in the sand? Oh, yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Fez and I do everything fitty-fitty. We're the fitty boys. I stop talking, Fez jumps in. Fez stops talking, here comes Ronnie B. There's a smoothness. Smooth. Uh, by the way, speaking of Fitty, somebody just told me Fitty sense his real name the other day. It's like an asinine name. Oh, Curtis Jackson was yeah. his real fucking name. Why couldn't he just went with that? Not Cur tough enough. Curtis Jackson, y'all. Next I'll find out Biggie Smalls, that wasn't his real name, or Tupac. Uh, that wasn't their real names. Flavor Flavor real name? Mm, their real nickname. Mm. If I had to pick a show business name right now, uh -huh. John Lennon. He ain't using it. And let's face it, he had two fucking kids that couldn't fill his fucking shoes. 
I'm ready to come out with a little fucking song called Imagine 2. Keep imagining. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Got an Ichiban for you. Then let me play this. <laughs> Our buddy Don Geronimo is coming back on the radio today. I uh, heard that. Congratulations to Don. He's in Sacramento? Yeah, well, he's going to do it first from... Um, from Virginia, I guess he's doing a show out there, and then the broadcasting it from Sacramento next week. He's going to be live out here. Uh, so, uh, all all in all, where is he? So, is he on in Virginia or just starting this thing in Sacramento? Uh, I think he's going to be in Virginia just to do it like a transition, uh-huh. and then starting next week, I think he's going to move out here and do a show from Sacramento. Well, that's very exciting. Congratulations to Donnie. Yeah, I hope it's going to be good. It's uh, you know, we miss him. Yeah. Uh, and, well, you know it's going to be good. It's just a matter of, um, you know, can everybody in fucking terrestrial radio be cool and, you know, get back to doing proper radio. But that is good news to hear him back out there doing his thing. Here is uh, Stitch. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. What's up? Yeah. I think I think Fezzy needs to be cheered up because he ain't Fezzy. He's my brother. That's true. He ain't heavy. You are not heavy, Fizz. Well, a little bit heavy, a little chubby. Oh, you're going to play. Is this a depression talking? Is this sadness? Wait, it goes panic? Mm hmm. Sadness? Yeah. Denial? Where's the steamed shrimp? I guess it comes in after denial. Well, I guess steamed shrimp, steam shrimp would be acceptance. Huh? Where well, I'm willing to accept your bucket of steamed shrimp. Hmm. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Alan Iverson has uh, announced he'll attempt to come back in the NBA next year. AI, back on the job. See, I can't stand it when this happens because then it's never about what's going on on the court or the field. It's always about the comeback. Who, who do you blame that on, though? You can't blame it on AI. Well, there's always just speculation. Like, like with Brett Favre, it's never about football anymore. It's about is there another season in him? But you can't blame the, the player for that. But your what your beef is is with uh, ESPN. Uh, Iverson, I always get this thing: this guy should play as long as they want to play. We have this thing out there that somehow we want people to win a championship at 24 and then retire, and then the rest of us can then speculate. I wonder how many championships he would have won. Well, now that you're going to get to fucking find out, people will play their full career. Uh, and if the guy can still play, why shouldn't he? It's particularly if you can make millions. Uh, let's go over here to uh, John Yarmanifez. Hey, guys. Got a question for you guys uh, directed towards Fez. I've never seen anybody make it big in any walk of life. Basically, anybody speaking into a microphone wants to have Fez's job. And anybody who really makes it big, I've found, has complete and total faith in themselves, belief in themselves. So, one, why does Fez walk around like, hey, motherfucker, I am on the radio listening to millions, millions of people are listening to me, and or appreciate what he has? I'll let Fez answer that. Um, I don't know if I've ever had any confidence in myself, even before any of my mental problems, even before the uh, going away to four wins. 
So I, I don't think it's ever been there. I've seen a lot, uh, a lot of people with confidence, and I'm like, how do they have it? I haven't seen anything to prove that. Yeah, I just, confidence has never been a big thing with me. But you, you even see other people and you think to yourself, they shouldn't be confident? Well, it's like, you know what? It's like I don't see why they're so confident, mm. and yet it's like I envy and get jealous of them that they do have that. That they do have their confidence in them, even when it doesn't even when it seems misplaced. Well, give me somebody who has misplaced confidence. Um, I always let me let me try to think of somebody. Okay. Um, I, I can't think of well. Billy Staples always made me wonder about. I mean, he had huge, fantastic confidence. Well, the the our audience isn't here on satellite. It's not going to be that. Uh, familiar with Billy Staples, um, he did the show with us about ten years ago in New York for a couple of years, and uh, you thought that he had confidence. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Kevin in Maine. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, I just want to call up and agree with uh, Fezzy. You know, I hate it when a show becomes or, or a sports event or you know a show becomes more about you know the personal person's private life than. Mm -hmm. The actual show itself. Um, all right. Wh uh, wh which are you talking about, though? Well, you know, I just listen to you guys a lot, and you know, it tends to be more about Fez and his personal life than the actual show itself. Well, for Fez, that is the show. Oh, I mean, that is uh, something that uh, interests Fez. I thought you were talking about the Allen Iverson thing, and I think when it comes back to the Allen Iverson thing. You can't blame Allen Iverson for what ESPN does. Um, let's go over to Rocco. You're on Runafest. Yeah, I don't have my ID either, but fuck it. All right, that's illegal drug use or a guy with a Coca-Cola and a straw. It was tobacco. Gilbert, you're on Runafest. I think Fezzi needs to take out of my book, uh, page out of my book, because I'm awesome, and I know I'm awesome, and Fez needs to be more like me. It's just another way to be. I mean, if you're, I mean, the, the one thing about fucking confidence is what are you trying to fucking do? Is it something for yourself that you're trying to do, or are you trying to fucking please other people? If you're setting out to do some things on your own, What's the fucking be confident or not confident about? Doesn't matter either way. Uh, we'll take a break here. We're right back. It's Run Fez. Ronnie B. Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez. Sirius 197. XM202. The virus. Right now, yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I know you like the uh, guitar rejoiners, huh, Hicks? That's your thing? Love a little bit of rock. I didn't know that about you. 
Yeah. All right, here's a uh, quick question for you, Hicks. Out of all the bands in the world, and people, if you want to join in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Who is a really kind of great band with the worst lead singer of all time? I know I just hung that on you, X. But I don't know if there's ever been a bigger band with a weaker lead singer than you two. Now, Bono, fine performer, but you never have that instant where you're like, oh, I love Bono's voice in this one. Or, oh, God, Bono's really fucking nailing this song. Yeah, the guy's fucking weak. I thought the uh, Joey Ramon was never anything special. and the Wow! Ram I never thought so. All right, let's take a quick listen. We'll, first, we'll go Ramones. We'll go Ramones, and then we'll do a little U2. Uh, weakest lead singer, lamest uh, lead singer, in a good band. So that fucking, I don't want anybody giving me Creed. say this it always seemed like joey didn't even want to sing that maybe if they would have had a singer he'd have been fine not doing it much happier where bono wants to fucking sing and we're being honest give me a little u2 now anything at all all right very good make it go away Listen to that voice. Can't really hit anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not hideous. It's a bar band voice at best, though. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Best. Hey, Ronnie B., what about uh, Black Sabbath? I mean, at this point, they have so many effects hooked up to the mic. Mm -hmm. All Ozzy has to do is cough into the mic, and it comes out. All right, but let's give Ozzy a little fucking help here. The guy's in his 60s. He's been singing for 40 years. Early on, this is kind of a definitive uh, metal voice, though. I mean, I can't fault the guy for getting older. You're going to hear that in anyone. Let's go here to line seven, Dave in Illinois. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got to go with uh, David Lee Roth and Van Halen. David Lee Roth and Van Halen, he takes a lot of heat, and particularly now he's kind of uh, blown his voice out. But even at best, kind of an adequate singer and more 
all-around entertainer slash clown. All right, David Lee Roth has got to be in there. Dan Albany, Herman and Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, what about R.E.M. with Michael Stipe? I never thought he was really all that great. Uh, very kind of um, a weak voice. And again, you can be saved so much by writing great so uh, songs. All these guys that we're talking about have great songs to sing. But Murmur was actually the way he used to approach the microphone. He kind of slurring into yeah. that thing. The first five albums, you can't... Tell what he's saying. Yeah, none of these guys would have done gone very far on American Idol. Tony in Idaho, you're on Run of Fez. Yo, what's up, Ron? Hey, yeah. this is this is this guy's terrible. Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Under the bridge, that's gotta be the worst song ever. He just slaughters it. Uh, he also has a very difficult song singing that uh, song live. Uh, he had to do it on Saturday Night Live, and it was just appalling for him. get a little embarrassed at this point of this song. That fucking weirdness there. Boing! I drive on the streets she's my companion. It's really kind of interesting that a lot of great bands, the voice is sometimes the weakest thing. And that's why a lot of guys will cover up by being great entertainers. Um... There's that thing again. Boing. Nice transition. Like I did that day. Let's go over here to uh, Sparrow, Canada. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. So I got to go with uh, Dave Matthews and Dave Matthews Band. When he tries to hit those high notes, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I don't really follow Dave Matthews enough to know about it. Fucking bad. <laughs> okay. Wondering. Alright, who you got working the phones today? You got Toby in here. Tell Toby we don't hang up on Mikey Boy. By the way. Confidence? Toby's the guy. Uh, right, Heather wants to stick up for Bono. What is it, Heather? I love my Bono. I know you do. His, his singing technique may not be the best, but he sings like an angel with passion. Yeah, I understand he's got a lot of passion, but the point was, great band, not exactly the best singer. We're looking for the worst singer. And again, if 
There's so many people that have like an adequate voice uh, that had a lot of hits. Steve Miller in the 70s, perfect example. Guy who's having a hit a week, but he was such an average Joe beyond that, you know, his voice-wise. And even his personality stuff. He was one of those guys that seemed like he could have just fucking walked off the stage and threw the crowd and got into a Pontiac and everybody would have let him go. You can go in any bar and hear the guy singing better than this. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Here's Cliff, California. Be nice to Fez. Right. Hey, I, am I on? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go with uh, Pearl Jam because Eddie Vedder sounds like a stroke victim. Uh, Eddie Vedder, I have always had a difficult time understanding him. I used to love to tease Dave about that. Uh, but he did wear shorts. And he does, you know, again, the thing about Eddie Vedder, you can write the songs. Now, probably the kid who sat next to you in English, if they would have wrote this song, would have had a hit with it. Here's Jack in Rhode Island. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I always liked Rush, but Getty Lee, I think, kind of weak. Uh, Getty Lee has one of those really strange voices that makes you wonder if he's even a human. This is really odd. Scary, actually. Yeah, it is. It's a little frightening. Gary, Indiana, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I got to go with uh, Paul Rogers from Bad Company, man. That song, Shooting Star, he's like one note all the way through the thing. Well, this. At the end where they're going, nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's also a pretty bad fucking song. <laughs> I even can't get enough. You know, the band is rocking. <laughs> But Paul Rodgers is kind of a mediocre frontman to me. Always has been. But he 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 was always the songwriter on this shit, right? Yeah, and then he uh, I think he played with Queen for a while. I don't know if they're still doing that thing or not. So. Hey, shooting star. Uh, Greg wants to hurt Hicks' feelings. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, hey, what's going on, boys? I caught three uh, three fish shows over the weekend, weekend Thursday and Friday in Hartford, and uh, Saturday at SPAC. And uh, Trey's one hell of a guitar player, but his vocals are somewhat weak. What do you think, Hicks? And where were you this weekend? I was fucking broke in Queens, all right? I can't make it to the goddamn shows, all right? Oh, Why don't you go out there looking for an angel? Come on, get online like Davey Mack and solicit gifts from people. That worked out pretty well for him. 
can go for some gifts. But here's this is the studio version of Chalk Dust Torture, which might be the worst vocals ever because it sounds completely different than uh, anything's ever done before. This is awful. Tough to defend. <laughs> Tough to defend. Um, Damon, Toronto, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron. I love a lot of the songs, but Eric Burden from Eric Burden, the animal. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Okay. I'll never be mean to anybody who's in the blue-eyed soul. Uh, Neil, New Hampshire, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., how about uh, Perry Farrell, Jane's Addiction? Perry has that thing of just having the really different kind of voice. Of course, as the song Hicks goes to. About dope. <laughs> he has a good voice. I don't give a fuck. Not, this guy is nuts. Good voice for a junkie, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Sean, you're on a Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, listen. It hurts me to say this. One of my favorite bands of all time. But as far as this whiny, um, high-pitched shriek, and sometimes it sounds like slurring his words, Gotta go with Tom York, Radiohead. All right, now give me a lead singer that you really like, if you hate Tom York. That I really, David Bowie. So you can see Bowie with Radiohead? No. I could. No. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be perfect with him. Um, James in Chicago, worst lead singer with any band. It has to be Axl Rose, the worst fucking voice I ever heard in my life. Love the music, hate him. He's the worst shriek ever. Yeah, he did that early young shriek, and then it's hard to grow old with that. That's what happens with a lot of guys, uh, that they can find this one fucking shrieking note when they're young, but you can't keep that out of, like, after 24. The producer was like, uh, Axel, we're having a problem. Um, you sound too weird and scary. I'm trying to sell some of this. Jack, you're on Run of Fez. Hi, Ryan B. It's one of my favorite bands, and I hate to rat them out because it makes it able for me to sing, but the Pogue, Shane McGowan. Well, the thing is, I mean, I think he sings incredibly good with someone with no teeth and beyond drunk. How'd they get him in the studio to actually cut the original versions of these songs? Since live, it's... Yeah, they let him buy alcohol. Right now, we've just about trashed everyone in history. Um, Bob, Texas, you're on Hey, love the show. Miss Dave, uh... 
Yeah, you made me think that uh, everybody I've ever liked in rock had a crappy voice. <laughs> Springsteen, Dylan, Graham Parker. Yeah. I was wondering I was wondering if we relate to those guys more because they do sing like crap sometimes. No, I really do think it comes down to if you write the great songs, that's the fucking important thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Because it's all in the words. Yeah, it all is you gotta be able to write that great song. I mean listen to this. Downhill jungle. Doesn't have to be great. My favorite, though, the Dylan, because everybody will talk about Dylan. But you ever listen to the studio recording of Lay Lady Lay? I don't think I've heard. All right, go go pick that up. And it, I don't know what the fuck that he did or they did to his voice that day, but it's the funniest shit ever. It's almost like the guys like this. Uh, all right, Bob, I'm getting a little tired of the way you normally sing. We're going to try a couple different things with you. Are you familiar with the Muppets? I really want you to come out with a Kermit sound on this. All right, let's take it again from the top. And Lay Lady Lay, I forget which fucking album it's even off. I think it might be Nashville Skyline, but I'm not sure. I right, listen to this lyric and think of Dylan and all the other Dylan, Dylan lyrics that you know, uh, vocals that you know. Lay Lady Lay. Lay Lady Lay. It's crazy town. It actually sounds like Roger Miller has somehow broke into the band and has taken over. Whatever colors you have in your mind. What the fuck happened here? Liam Shine Lay Lady Lay Lay across my big brain. It's the craziest shit I ever heard. Uh Jim in Virginia, Yarman Fez. Hey Ronnie B. I'd have to say the Bee Gees and any one of those stinking gifts that are singing. You don't like any of them? None of them. Andy I'm, Andy wasn't even really with them, but I didn't care for any of them. They give even me, Andy. Oh, give me a migraine. You didn't they even like Andy. Yeah. All right. Nope. Thank you. All right, let's go over. Try to listen a little bit of the BGs, which stood for Brothers Gib. The BGs. Give us a little night fever if you can. Are you having trouble finding the song, Six? No, let's run a soul shit. What happened to Delight? It's got every song ever done in history. And it's still not as good as YouTube. Maybe we could have backed it up with a little YouTube today. So we're running back and forth with it. Um, going over people real slow. Uh, going over people that were able to be in big rock and roll bands. People were able to, able to have some giant hits. But really not the best singers. That you would ever hear. That's the strangest thing about it. And we're trying to get up o over some of this stuff that we're rolling with here. Just leave that up.
This is a frightening sound for human beings. Uh, let's go to Pat in Arizona here on Fez. Hey, Rodney. Hey, Fezzy. Yeah. I got to say, love, love, love the man, but Neil Young can't sing for shit. See ya. Well, you know, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, there's certain people, and I even give this to Getty Lee. They kind of invented their own style, and then people just get used to it, and they stop even thinking of it as peculiar. What it is down there. But everybody feels like they can sing along with the radio. They're like, I'm kind of a Neil Young kind of singer. Look what it is. It's our buddy, the Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. Roger Miller. That was funny. Thank you. Um, great guitarist, but awful vocalist. Vocally a dullard, Mark Knopfler in Dire Straits. All right, let me take a listen because I always have the feeling that I'm, I'm glad to hear him. The vocal puts you to sleep. The music is great. He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. Yeah, I like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's appealing musically, but I just, the voice is just dull. All right, we'll take a listen. Of course, uh, Hicks ran and grabbed the long instrumental. Yeah, I can see it now. Uh, let's go to Steve in Kentucky. You're on a fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you guys talked about Leonard Cohen and the way he kind of talks things. Real, real unique, but appealing at the same time. Yeah, Leonard Cohen, and it's got to drive him crazy that everybody else who does a Leonard Cohen song seems to get more recognition for it. Although I find it oddly comforting. But they're always doing these albums of like 80 people who sing Leonard Cohen songs better than Leonard Cohen. AJ in Virginia, you're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, Ronnie B., how you doing today? Hey. Hey, man, uh, I'm the biggest deadhead in the world, but uh, sometimes, whether it's Phil Lash, Bob Weir, Jerry Garcia, Don Gene, uh, come on, those guys, what are you going to do? I know Jerry never wanted to sing fucking lead. Let me take a break here. We're on a Fez show. Trucking, got the chips cashed in, keep trucking. Like 
Ron and Fez. The Virus on Sirius XM. Hey, everybody. Come on over here, please. Just want you guys to know that I am drunk as fuck, driving around town drunk. I'm on dope. And I want you to call the police. I want to go back to jail. Please. Not only that, but I got a loaded handgun right here. I'm going to start firing this off. So please call the cops. Big hands and know you're the one. It's Run a Fest show. This song is for Hex, like Toy Story 3 is for other adults. Makes them just sob outright. Uh, the Run a Fest show. It is the summer solstice. The summer wind. Today is the longest day of the year. And also the only day I think that you can make eggs stand upright on a table. I remember when my kids used to do it. <clears throat> I don't know. You could just put an egg on the table. Why does balance have anything to do with anything? It has something to do with where we are in uh, relation to uh, the sun. I'm sure somebody out there knows the, the, the scientific reason behind it. I just like a gimmick. I don't care how it works. Sounds like magic to me. Well, black magic. You know who knows black magic? Earl. I haven't heard from Earl in a while. I know he's uh, into a new Glengarry Glen Ross thing. And maybe he's stepping back a little bit since he put his resume back in and he's ready to rock. True. I was there. I walked him down there that day to the boss's office. So here you go, Earl. Drop him off here. He says, I'm up. I'm ready to go. Uh, he would enjoy that last bit, though. He'd have been all over it. All right. Emails. We get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This one says, uh, buddies, I have, uh... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Send, uh, my best friend's getting divorced. His soon-to-be ex-wife, her new boyfriend, and his two boys are all coming to Atlanta from Tampa to visit me next week. She's bringing the boys, one of whom is my godson. His sister is coming to visit from Greenville, South Carolina, to see the boys. They're all meeting at my place. My conundrum is this. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. conundrum. My best friend feels I will be disrespecting him if I let his ex-wife's new boyfriend in my house. The new boyfriend is his biggest, worst enemy in the world right now. The new boyfriend I've known for a while but never had any conflict with. I'm not friends with the new boyfriend. Not sure if I should keep him out of my house, uninvite him, or just let them come. I'll be listening all this week. If you get a chance, please let me know how to proceed. I don't want to damage the friendship that I've had so long with my best buddy. Uh, Hicks, how would uh, you handle this one? I'd let the guy in. If I personally got no beef with him, fuck it. Just let the guy stay at your house. Uh, your, your, your friend is being bitter. Yeah, he's absolutely being bitter. But does that not mean 
you don't back your fucking friend up. I mean, who are you fucking friends with? His wife? These kids? The new boyfriend? No. Your only connection is this guy. And this guy is saying, hey, I'm not comfortable with you doing this. But that makes it uncomfortable for fucking everyone. Just let the guy come in, stay at the house, and just bite the bolt, like, and like, and just go through. Because that's where the, the old buddy saw himself. You know what I mean? He's like, this guy is now in my place. Not only with my chick and my kids, but my best buddy. Can this fucking ham and egg have something in his life? First of all, you were wrong to invite the ex-wife at all. And the whole thing of God, kids, believe me, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, right? These are just strange kids. No fucking state is going to hand these children over to you if these parents get fucking killed. They would go with the grandmother, their aunt, some blood relative, unless it's down in writing. But the godchild stuff is just like a fun little church game to play. I say um, you got to back your buddy up in this one. And you know I'm not a bros before hoes thing, but there's not even a hoe involved here. You shouldn't be hanging out with this woman anymore. Her only connection to you is fucking severed. It's the fucking the friend. You could still be friends with this woman. Why? Why does he need to? I don't know. She fucking dumped his fucking buddy. He'll never get to see the kids again, though, if he turns They're on her. They're not his kids. Yeah, I know, but these, I mean... These are not his kids. They seem important in his life. That, uh, that's wrong. That's you making somebody else's children an importance in your life. If you want to really raise kids, you got to get your own. If I was the buddy, I'd say to myself, I don't fucking ever ask you for shit, Dan. Look, let's go back to this. Go back to the last fucking point of this. I really don't want to damage the friendship I've had so long with my best buddy. That's the fucking point of this story. There it all is, right there. Your buddies with this guy. His fucking stupid asshole heart is broken. And he's asking for you just to say, I get it. Now you can call the woman back and go like this. If you and the kids want to come, I'm okay with it. He's not okay. Your ex isn't okay with that guy being at my house. And I'm going to back him up. You don't have to be fucking right to be on somebody's uh, fucking side. Being right is not all that important sometimes. Um, Magic, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ronnie? It's McGurk. Yeah. Yo, man, I'm with you on that, man. I wouldn't let that park in my house, man. You got to take your, your boys back once in a while, man. This is the time to do it. And uh, you can see that not only, like, it's a little bit of embarrassment. His sure. ex is going to be banging somebody in his best friend's house. I don't see how you can't see the fucking guy's fucking, uh, fucking gig here. Uh, Dan, Florida, you're on Hey, Bobby. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, the guy's loyalty is in the wrong place, man. I got the same thing going on. I divorced uh, my ex a couple years ago, and for some reason, uh, my mother, who hated her the whole time we were married, calls her every fucking Sunday. Uh, and I don't understand that. So people's loyalty is fucked up, man. You got to stick with your buddies and your family. Uh, when a relationship's over, see you get the fuck out. Your friends and family are first. Let your fucking ex-ho or whoever beat it hit the streets. You know what I'm saying? No. Loyalty's where it's at. I agree with you. He had no connection to those kids or to that woman except for his 
through his fucking friend. Anything else was him overstepping his bounds. But he must have felt like he made a relationship there with the wife it, and kids. It wasn't his to make. That was through his fucking friend. It wasn't his relationship to make. It was a fucking package deal. Now, if he wants to make that choice and say, I want to do this, yeah, obviously you can. But you're fucking your friend over, and it's never going to be forgotten. And disloyalty is something that people always fucking remember. And when it's time to be loyal is when things are fucking rough. That's when, that's when any kind of friendship thing is made in life. And people don't fucking forget when somebody who uh, calls himself a friend um, doesn't act like one. Here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on Ronnie Fess. Hey, Ronnie. Um, same thing happened to me. You know, normally I agree with you. This is the first time I actually disagree with you. The guy, the, 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 the friend, should stay in the house because the kids look at him like the uncle. He's the godfather. And from the kid's point of view, the kid don't know what's going on. The kids are invited to the house. Even the woman is invited to the house. The friend is saying, I don't want this fucking guy who's my enemy in, right. that fu in your fucking house. It would be an affront to me. I, right. you, know, you could call this woman back and say, you and the kids are invited here forever, but you can't fucking bring that guy to me. First of all, if someone invited me to the, their cottage and I said, oh, and I'm going to bring a person that you don't know, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, you know what I mean? What is our fucking relationship? You need somebody else to come here? You know, my relationship was with you. Um, it's very fucking strange in this situation, though, that people don't see. His buddy is fucking hurting, and that doesn't mean that you have to be right. You have to fucking help your buddy. Sometimes if you want to be in friendships, you got to fucking help the guy do fucking stupid shit. In his life. Uh, more emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. That's right, it comes here electronically. It comes through us somehow through the computer. This one says, Ron, ever see a movie sequel so, the outside of Star Wars... That was so bad, it made you think less of the original. I was a huge fan of Donnie Darko till I saw the sequel, and now I have no desire to ever rewatch the original. Um, you know, the whole thing about doing franchises now is always fucking embarrassing. I have a tendency not to let things bother me past the first movie. I mean... Obviously, I thought the first Matrix fucking bordered on genius and then got very fucking silly. Yeah, you, the first one has lost all of its um, its luster because those those, that you, those next two films showed you that the Wachowski brothers had no idea what the fuck they were doing. But they did in the first film. They were fine in the first film. Um, Die Hard is another example. I think as far as action movies go, first Die Hard is about as good as you can get in that limited fucking genre. The other ones I just have no time for. Obviously, Jaws is a perfect way of looking at it. The first Jaws masterpiece. All the other Jaws are basically Jaws uh, memorabilia. Jaws merchandise sold in fucking carnivals. Even 3D? No. I brought this up before. I'm um, a way 
way bigger uh, fan of the first Terminator than any of the others. And now the last Terminator, the last two, really ridiculous. The second James Cameron, oh yeah, he did a lot of technical stuff, but I don't think he improved upon the story. The story was fucking fine where it um, it ended. The, All right, Pete in Pittsburgh wants to uh, go back to the last moral conundrum we were talking about. Oh no, it's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, hang with me here. Um, I've got a I've got an eight year old daughter, and um, I was married, divorced, and then about a year ago, my ex wife was killed in a car accident. Now, the guy that she left me for, her and him had a son together. He's about, I don't know, about two years old or something like that. So now I have full custody of my kid. I live up in Pittsburgh. Uh, her half-brother lives up in Florida. And this guy wants to have, like, some sort of relationship with me uh, to keep the kids, like, together, close or something like that. And I don't want any part of the fucking asshole. The guy was a complete dick. He's always going to be a complete dick. And well, where do you guys stand on that? That's a fucking tough one. It is. That is a real tough one because you're saying that your little girl has a brother somewhere, right? She has, she has a half-brother, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the kid's two, she's eight. I mean, they really, you know, talking on the phone is really not... I mean, it does, just doesn't happen, you know. If you got a two-year-old and an eight-year-old, you know. I mean, what are they really going to talk about? And But you... but Sweet fucking... Dick. Yeah, I I get that, I get that, uh, but she's probably gonna want that little kid in her life somewhere as years go by, and this could keep you involved in it, you know. Uh, I know. I just I you know what the guy was like mentally abusive to her, and I just don't want him near that my fucking kid anymore. Yeah, I get I that completely. Wanna, I don't ever want to be in the same place with that guy ever again. Right. I hate him that much. Yeah, all right, so... I mean, you always want to do the right thing for your kid, but... Right. I mean, you know, even she says she doesn't even want to be... She misses her little brother to death, but she does not want to be near this fucking guy ever again. Oh, she says that? Yeah, she's, right. like, definitely afraid of him. All right, then you got to back her up on that. That makes it a little easier. And I, But be like, always remind her that she has a brother, and, you know, maybe they'll want to hook up one day. That's what I. That's what I say. I say, you know, right now it's hard, honey. But you know, believe me, later on the kid's gonna realize his dad's a shithead, and yeah, you know, hey, fuck it, I'll take the kid. I look, you know, right. Fuck you would take him in a heartbeat, right? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah I would in a heartbeat. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Love the show. All right, peace. Bye. You might, Mike, when your daughter's missing her little brother, you might just want to play "Time Is on Your Side" by the Rolling Stones, and in that way, she'll realize that her and her brother are gonna hang out one day. It's a very fucking strange thing in life how all these fucking things come back and forth. You never know the right move. You know, even the thing I said about the moral conundrum. I could be 100% wrong, but it just seems to me your buddy asked for something. I don't want the fucking new boyfriend banging her in your house. Maybe you could play this for him. I don't know. Mick, Keith. I think this was Brian Jones' days. And it could even be like some kind of a strange monster that touches people and then jumps into their body and they keep singing this song.
and somehow it turns into a cat. Pete, Kansas, you're on Run Affairs. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about terrible sequels? Yeah. Is all of the Alien sequels not the worst sequels of all time? Actually, uh, some people prefer the... Is it the second or third Alien? The second one's the one everyone would yeah. say is better the than the first one. The second one might have been better, but the ones that followed, they made like nine more after that, and they got progressively stupider and stupider. Yeah, they're all whores, these people, but um, I've never been big into any of the Aliens. This doesn't work for me. I love the first two, but they really do turn to shit afterwards. People have... They had to start like changing up the alien. You didn't even by by the time you got equals, you didn't even have the same monster. But does that ruin the original fr stuff that you liked for you? Yeah. That, to, oh, it does ruin. Uh, on this franchise, yeah, definitely, because it just they just made it too confusing for me. Why would it be confusing to go back to the beginning, to what you actually liked? Because it's it's kind of like you know where it's headed, so it's. It, it does. It does take um, like some of the fun out of the first one. I think the Rocky franchise is the same way too. Not for me. First one stands alone. It is a fucking near perfect movie. Uh, near perfect because it was really that much about that time. Blah blah blah. Uh, I certainly haven't even seen the last probably three of those. Really? Yeah. Not, not the one with Tommy Gunn. No, nope. couldn't watch it. Couldn't do it. And because I'm telling you, the first Rocky meant a fucking ton to me. A guy from the neighborhood goes the distance. Doesn't necessarily win, become the champion, and get all the money. That's not what I was talking about. Uh, but I will go see the new Stallone this year. What's it called? The Expendables. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, someone wrote in Boondock Saints. I don't believe it is the first for me, too. I went to the second one, didn't have an awful time. It was good seeing some of those characters or whatever. But uh, all fucking silly. Uh, this from says, uh, Ron, help. I'm having a floral conundrum. Daisies or daffodils? I can't decide. I go daisies. Just wanted to see if you'd be dumb enough to answer uh, Kathleen from the Bronx. I don't even know what a daffodil is, if I'm going to be totally honest here. Don't know what a daffodil is. Uh, Jason, you're on Run Fez. Hi, yeah, boys. Yeah. Um, just wanted to know, not necessarily sequels, but what about all the Batman movies? I think they're almost all crap, besides maybe the last two that were made. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very tough thing to pull off. I was back and trying to watch the Batman Begins the other night, which I guess wasn't a major hit, was it? No, it did. Somewhat of a minor hit. Yeah, it didn't do what they were hoping, I think. Um, but it seems like you can't make that character work at all. And then somehow they made that Joker work. I mean, that thing was pretty exciting to watch. But all the rest of it is just. Uh, it's just a fucking tough pull. It's just hard to make a guy in a fucking suit like that. Uh, Brian, Jersey, Yerman Fez. Uh, hey, I would have to say, uh, by far the worst sequel would be, uh, Staying Alive, the, uh, sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Stallone also directed that. And, yes, he did. uh, and yeah. did a cameo, I believe, in the movie. Well, that's because he directed it. Uh, but the point there is Tony Manero became a Broadway dancer who got scratched. 
that's not dancing. That's a war out there. They tried to turn it into a Rocky movie where he was going for it. Uh, Stallone always had it in the back of his head that somebody should be going for it in every movie. I realize their dreams. Yeah. That last fucking dance scene was scary as shit, thinking back on it. Why? It was like, they were like in hell or whatever, and he was yeah. fighting that broad. Yeah, you're saying it's hell, but it was fucking cray paper, and a 85-pound girl scratched his eye. It's good set design. He could have fucked her up. Um, Pete, Pittsburgh, you're in Fez. By far, the worst sequel has to be Caddyshack 2. What a hunk of shit. Well, Caddyshack 2 could have been, we have none of the originals. Could have what they said. Um... Let's uh, go over to uh, Gary, Vegas, here in Memphis. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, as good as the first Transformers was as far as the effects and everything, the second one was an absolute waste of, of time, drawn out, long, pointless, and now there's going to go a third and they're taking Megan Fox out? What's the point? Um, money. <laughs> good point. People, th these things aren't made for any other reason than money. And, yes, that includes you, Mr. Spielberg, and Mr. Lucas. You really don't need to do these things. Yeah, they were like four Jurassic Parks for no fucking reason. No fucking reason at all. And I think he's got a big enough bathtub. I can't imagine him saying to his wife, Honey, I know, but when this next Jurassic Park gets in, then we're going to have the money to fix that rec room the way we want it. I'm talking about a big screen TV, uh, circular couch. It's going to be unbelievable. I cannot imagine... Some pinball now. I, yeah, I cannot imagine he needs more. Um, let's go over here to uh, Tony Yarmouthes. Hey, Ronnie, I was going to say, Lost World is the biggest piece of crap movie ever made. Mm. That book was written because the movie was good and it sucked. It was horrible. Jurassic Park, though, stands on stands out by itself. It's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, you can look at most of these things. Uh, that have one and think, okay, I can see why they did it. But by the time you get to two and three, you're like, you're just interested in money. Um, Eric, you're running Fez. Hey, uh, Speed 2, I'm embarrassed to say I saw it, but it was a good thing they got rid of Keanu Reeves, but it had to be the worst ending scene I've ever seen with the uh, cruise ship crashing into the island. Oddly enough, that is the thing that made people think, well, I guess Keanu uh, Reeves is a star because you can't do a Speed movie without him. Uh, the funny point there, of course, was that speed, they weren't speeding at all. The boat was just moving along like 35 knots. And for some reason, you couldn't hit the brakes on a boat. I don't know whether they couldn't have steered it away from an island or what the brakes were supposed to be, but they were speeding. Couldn't stop speeding at speed two. Uh, Travis, you're on the Run of Fest show. Well, Back to the Future 2 and 3 were fucking horrible. Make then, the first one, uh, Wait a minute, what about when ZZ Top was in Back to the 3? You didn't like that at all? They turned their they turned their guitars all at the same time. Uh, ben, Vegas, you're a manifest. All right, how about Honey, I Shrunk the Kid 2, which was Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Um uh. Now, Disney has a really great way of they'll keep making stuff and go straight to DVD with them. They'll make it as cheap as they possibly can and say, hey, if you don't want to pay attention to your kids, put this in front of them. Uh, Hank, you're on What about The Godfather? That was some good shit. 
Godfather three. All of them. They're all good, right? Um, I will give you the first. Uh, the second, of course, I'm gonna at least give it to him. Uh, there were more stuff in the book. They felt like they had more story to tell. It happened to be done incredibly well. Uh, three was just for money, and the only person I've heard ever that like Godfather Three was Davy Mac. Nobody else has ever said a good fucking thing about that. Um, Cam, you're on my first. Yeah, what about Meatballs 2? I mean, you had the first one that was classic, and then they started adding fucking aliens and shit like that, and it made no How many did they make all together? Uh, I think they just made the two. And they never they never used anybody from the first movie, right? No, not that I, real, not that I recall. Maybe one of the counselors or so, but yeah, the, the alien? I mean, what was that about? The, well, they were just doing the best they could. Uh, Michael, you're on Fez. Major League Two. Yeah, Major League Two, again, it's the same as the Rocky story. You have this one-time-only story, but what if that one-time-only story happens again? Uh, Don, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, one, just an example of a sequel I'm terrified to watch because I know it'll destroy the original Blues Brothers 2000. Never watched I it. DVD, I got that DVD sitting in plastic in the house, and I will not even touch it. Yeah. Just like the guy wrote in, and initially it brought this up, was the Donnie Darko 2. No interest. Don't want to say it. Yeah, so the trailers for it has literally nothing. The guy same, no, nothing, nothing to do with it. Just brought the name. They are talking about doing. There will be blood too, even bloodier, even more blood. Like a horror film now. I wonder if that was the only time blood was ever used in a film that wasn't a horror film. Bloodsport wasn't a horror film. Well, to me it was. Um, Andy, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I got a Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. It's hard to believe that anything could be done better than Breaking 1, but Breaking 2. Uh, Anthony, you're in Long Island. You're in Running Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, one movie that destroyed one of my favorite childhood movies was Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Nerds in Paradise didn't uh, make it for you. No, it didn't work, and then it just kind of like... I don't know, after seeing how bad they made the characters, it kind of ruined going back and watching the first one for me. And the first one, for me being a kid, you know, first time I saw Bush and boobs, you know, it's, it kind of soiled it. Uh, you can't uh, ruin your bush. You don't want anybody to soil your bush. Uh, Frank, Michigan, you're in Frank. This is Frank and Brian. Okay. Yeah, I've... I couldn't stand anything past that. I love the first Highlander movie. Anything past that is licked ass. Uh, it's a TV show. Yeah, and I don't think they'll ever stop making Highlanders. I don't know what it is. John, you're in Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears, they eventually went to Japan and the World Series and all different kids. Uh, and then they even did the same thing with the Mighty Ducks. And I'm hoping to see... A World Cup, uh, kind of a bad news bears where little kids go and play soccer. But still, people still talking about the referee from the event. And you said you had something written on it? Yeah, this is about World Cup referee Komen Koulibaly. Uh, he had his Wikipedia page hacked over the weekend after costing the U.S. that win over Slovenia. So... Just there's a lot of facts out there now, and here's some of the ones that we're just unsure about. 
that we're trying to figure out what's true and what's not about referee Komen Kulabali. Uh, we believe it's true that he was born in Mali, but we're not sure if Mali's a real country or one of the made-up Star Wars planets uh, with a population made up entirely of incompetent soccer refs. So we're trying to confirm some of this, that um, Komen Kulabali is the son of a factory worker and a mother who is actually a dog trained to steal from others. That's what happened on Friday. Uh, we cannot confirm or deny that Komen likes to dress up like Medea from the Tyler Perry movies and have local children try to kick soccer balls up his skirt. Still unsure if it's true that Komen enjoys playing soccer himself, but instead of a ball, uses discarded fetuses from the local Molly backdoor abortion clinics. So, with this Wikipedia page getting hacked, we just don't know what's true and what's not. Still trying to figure out if his favorite food really is poop sandwiches. Uh, not sure if his boyhood nickname was Assface McPenis. Uh, if his hobbies do include jerking off to Photoshop nudes of Precious. And that he's a fan of the show Glee. Well, that one's probably not true. It's just mean. So those are some Wikipedia facts that may or may not really be true about uh, World Cup ref Komen Kulabali. All right, thank you, Fezzy. Uh, he's too slow. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. How about from, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, Quentin Tarantino's League? Got the second one and the third one, never even watched them. Yeah, I think those were straight to DVDs as well. Yeah, all of them were, yeah. Uh, Mitchell, you're on run of Fez. Uh, yeah, Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And by the way, I have uh, heard about them doing uh, a third one. There is talks, and the non-Keanu Reeves guy is like, yeah, I definitely fucking think we should. 100%. Keanu's not so keen on the idea? Keanu's got other choices. Oh. Uh, he's eating a lonely sandwich. Um, Joe, Jersey, you're on Running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Terrible sequel, Grown Ups, in Theaters Friday, but uh, it's a sequel to me. Well, no, it's an original. Uh, we don't know how it's going, but I haven't heard any word on it other than the fact that these guys have gone to a lot of sporting events in the last several weeks. They were on the Spike TV Awards. I didn't get to see that. How was it? Uh, it was The okay. Tommy Z Awards, I, I called it from last year. Uh, I enjoyed it more last year when they got Fight Club back together. They tried. Who did they get back together this year? They tried to do Goodfellas. All they got was Ray Liotta and uh, De Niro. They couldn't get Pesci. That's a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. You got to get everybody. It was mostly basically commercial for other movies inside the awards itself. When they like to go, it is great to have a place here for men. Um, it's the Tommy Z Awards. I got an email from Tommy Z that was like some kind of uh, Father's Day card. And he's like, this is our day, brother. We got to do it all the way up. Brother. But it's not really your day if you're like, the women said this could be my day. I'm like, every day is my day. I'm not going to sit around and wait for it. Um, let's go over to uh, John. You're on Hey, boys. Yeah. I want to say best sequel, Home Alone 2. Way better than the original. Sean, in Indiana, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Let me try again. Go ahead, Sean. But, uh, yeah. But now that we've got six or seven of them, I think we're taking away the original for sure. What's that? The Saw sequel. Yeah, I've never even seen Saw 1, but there's just tons of them. I think there's seven now. Uh, the first one was okay, and then the rest of them were just... Now, are these straight to DVD, or are they releasing to the theaters? They're coming to theaters and making money. Seven in a row. Same director? Uh, I think uh, it's like two different directors are doing them. It's crazy. Can you ruin the first one? Yeah, sure. Or was it already ruined? They did that with Friday the 13th. That was a decent horror movie where it wasn't a supernatural killer. It was the mother that was doing it. Then it went nuts from there. Uh, right back. Running Fest Show. Sirius 197 XM 202. The virus. Connect with Ron and Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
Ah, that's why they have the title that, because you don't hear it to the very last line. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, email came in to me uh, today from uh, someone who's part of Team Coco, they said, and said, Ron, have you noticed that Jay Leno's ratings are exactly the same as Conan O'Brien's ratings now? In his 15th week back as uh, host of The Tonight Show, Jay's ratings have dipped believe what Conan O'Brien was doing in his 15th week. Do you think uh, Jay will be gone? I just want to say to the Team Coco people, go to TBS. Support TBS. Stop looking in your rearview mirror. It happened to Conan. Worst things have fucking happened to people. Uh, we're playing the World Cup right now. And an entire nation of people who wish they were Conan O'Brien. Who wish that they could wake up one day of their life and had Conan O'Brien's problems. Matter of fact, you've never met anyone in your life who's had problems as good as Conan O'Brien's. You don't have to worry about him. He only got $40 million, though. And a new TV show. That he can do whatever fucking jokes he wants. Hopefully he does Freebird some more. Um, and I don't know why we're supposed to feel bad. He doesn't have the Carson show. Very few people get the Carson show. I think, what, five people in history have done that? So I can't feel that bad for him. I think Jay's used up his nice guy Jay act. Where people just didn't go back to him after he got the Tonight Show again. I don't know. It's fucking summer. I, I can't watch those shows at night. Now, anyway, I'll watch him or Letterman. i watch uh, some of the uh, Comedy Central stuff. I can't honestly say that I even catch that every night. When I do, I normally laugh. But the late night shows of let's bring out who's ever got a fucking movie out this week to talk about it, I just I don't see it as much because those people are always on every other single show. Seems like an infomercial at yeah. some point. Uh, if it comes to like watching people actually be interviewed, I prefer Charlie Rose. Until he gets the business guys. Tell me the truth. What's a new product? So it's coming in a new plastic carrying case. You were very involved. In, uh, you're still in a rough place, huh? It's still in a yeah. rough place and a lot of pain and everything. It's a nightmare. You want me to send you home? Send you home today? No, you Shut don't her down. Send send me home. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the doctor after right after the show. But yeah, yes. To answer the original question, yeah, still very rough place. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Fuzz. I didn't wish it on you. Um. I uh, got into this new fucking stupid reality show. And I don't even know why I bother saying stupid before a reality show. But I think it's called Work of Art. And what it basically is, is Project Runway for Artists. It's no fucking different. Everything is exactly the same as Project Runway, except for they do a painting at the end of it instead of a pair of pants. Is it the oh, Bravo show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean... that. 
the, these realities are just cookie cutter at this point. VH1, MTV, it's all the same premise every time in the row. It's ridiculous. They, yeah, they even have a Tim Gunn on this show. There's a Tim Gunn of the art world? Yeah, there's a Tim Gunn of the art world. The only funny thing is, like, the judges are so lost because it's not like, I guess if you were doing, like, fashion or even singing, they're going, I can see a market for you. I don't know how you can tell someone your paintings are going to sell big because you don't know. When you die, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, right. In another 200 years, people are going to love this shit that you're making today. I don't know if there's ever been anything besides art that people tend to appreciate after the person has left the planet. Like, it's happened with novels, and it's happened with music, where people did not pay attention while they were alive. But in art, it's almost impossible to get big until you're dead. And even somebody like we know, um, a Jackson Pollock, uh, I'm trying to think of any other fucking artists who were popular while they were, Andy Warhol. Basquiat, was he popular? Yeah, he had popularity before he was, before he died. But now those Basquiat's will sell for like 100 million, where they were selling like 80,000 when he was alive. That's insane. It's such an obscene amount of money. For something that was shitted on so much. Or is that just, just unrecognized? Well, it really is an interesting premise. I don't know how anything becomes collectible except for if people didn't recognize it at first. Like, you can't do something that sold a lot and have it become a collectible. It also has to, it has to be not have a market... And then you're like, well, it's so rare that I have one. Well, then it is great. You feel kind of lucky. Yeah. Just luck of the draw. Like, really, maybe, like, Gap will never become recognized as a great film. But as a a hard-to-find CD release, yeah, I want to own that DVD in its original packaging. But why something becomes a collectible, it's hard to even fucking figure out. I've never been a collector myself. I think you need to be way more uh, organized than I've ever have been to be a, a collector. You need a shitload of money too to collect. If you're gonna, if you really want to be well, a collector, well, not if right? you're good at it. If you're good at it, you get it before you need a shitload of money. But you know what happened is like when people started going about like comic books of, oh, buy three of these and they'll be worth more. As soon as you do that. It stops making it a valuable collectible because more people think, I'm going to keep this. You need to have something that no. Are you wanting in? Oh, yeah. Okay, I couldn't. I'm sorry. Jump in. Um, No, I think one thing that happens with um, like Beanie Baby collectibles where they're very popular is they'll throw out just a couple of very rare, rare ones. But that's false, I think. I don't think that is. Uh, I don't think that's something to celebrate because they're going out of their way to manipulate the market. So then, how can that be a fucking collectible? Same thing with baseball cards. Uh, it used to be you buy a pack of baseball cards. Now guys just go into fucking comic book stores and buy boxes and boxes because it's guaranteed fucking holograms or whatever. Right. It's 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 bullshit now. It's yeah. Just the most money was going to fucking get it. Well, even when people started saying sports memorabilia and they went after, let's say, some of those baseballs in the 90s, I think they all depreciate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's when I remember the shop at home guys would come on at 3 in the morning and be like baseball collectibles. Every single thing they had 
was throw, throw in Mark McGuire rookie cards and Sammy Sosa shit. Everything was a fucking Mark McGuire rookie card. Everything, yeah. Uh, Liam, you're on my face. Yeah, I just watched uh, this documentary last night called uh, Herb and Dorsey. It's about Herb and Dorsey Vogel, and they were uh, art collectors in, like, the 60s. Well, they've been doing it ever since the 60s. And uh, they, like, one was librarian, one was, um, they just, like, substituted one person's income for just living, and the other guy's uh, was for, uh, for art. And that's uh, and they amassed a gigantic art collection that's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now here's the interesting thing, though, Liam. Why did they collect the art Be from out of love, or did they think it would be worth something? It was, it was strictly because they loved it, and they have a really, really amazing uh, contemporary art collection. And a lot of the people that they collected never really became that famous, but a lot of them, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess if you happen to just hit with one, it'll cover everything that didn't, you know, get over. But at the same time, let's suppose you have like a Chuck Close and it's worth, you know, you bought it for like 50000 and it's worth $2 million. And you're like, oh, my God, I can sell this and make this profit. But then you look over at Chuck Close and you're like... Well, he's always got some kind of health scare. Hell yeah, you gotta wait for that fucking death now. And isn't that an awful fucking thing? Like, could you imagine of having, like, let's say, a favorite band and be going, like, I can't wait till the White Stripes die because then everything I bought by them would be so worth so much more. I have a signed guitar by Jack. It's gonna be worth so much. Um, that's a fucking great one because there was no rock memorabilia thing until the hard rock that I know of. And now the other day, uh, something by Lennon, some lyrics that Lennon scribbled down, went for $1.2 Now, the funny thing is, when he wrote that song and had a hit, and I don't remember which one, it was something from Sgt. Pepper, I bet he didn't make a million dollars that year. And now, these scraps of paper that he was writing on worth a million. Day in the Life, was, uh, that's always what it's for. Now, I would love to have the lyrics for Day in the Life. I would love it. But... For a million dollars? You can't be doing that out of love at a million dollars. You could only be doing it to, I hope this makes a ton more money at some point. I don't get, like, collecting antiques and whatnot like that. Like, I can't tell what what was going to... Why is one piece of furniture carved a certain way worth more than the other? That's really interesting. And a lot of times it's things that are... It just really comes down to rarity and nothing else. You know, it doesn't come down to beauty, but just comes down to it's really fucking hard to do. And it just seems like the people that would be good at that um, are no different than librarians. They're like the type of people that are good at that is like, I really like to stack books and then put them in some kind of order. Lots well, of people that you see on the Antique Roadshow, that show on PBS. It's just weird old people just looking at things and just laying out facts about it. That, that show is so funny for somebody who brings something in that's worthless. Uh, my father has this. It's a painting of Abraham Lincoln, and I believe it was done by his houseboy. And this was in my house. For some reason, no one talks at a decent thing. They're all talking as if there's an auction going on behind them. And then they come back and go like this. Uh, the painting that you have here of Lincoln 
was done in the 1960s. And apparently over 500,000 of these went out in cereal boxes. So great. So uh, it's worthless. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it in the trash now. I don't even fucking want to take it home with me. It should be. And then, like, you'll see some people will get happy because something's worth 3000 But you know in the back of their mind they expected $30 million. So they'll be like, uh, you have $3,000. They're like, really? 3000 Okay. Great. Cool. Guess I'll try and sell us. But you don't know how many, like, how many times you think in your life you were holding a coin or a, a fucking piece of cash or something that was worth a lot more than you ever figured, and you just traded it away. Oh, I feel I over the vacation I was cleaning out shit out of my apartment, and I in the back of my head I was like, I gotta clean this place up. And the other part was like, I'm throwing out shit that's worth money, and I feel like a dick. I know that I'm losing money doing this. Uh, Rick, you're on the Run and Fetish show. Hey, Dick Holder, 941, still checking in, buddy. What do you say, pal? Uh, Ryan V, I got a question for you. Listening to all this music talk you guys have been doing today, I've thought about bands fading into obscurity over generations. How long do you think it'll be until the Beatles fade away into obscurity? Um, I don't know whether they will ever fade away into obscurity, but it's hard to believe that... that that it's worth a million dollars to collect something of theirs. Because there have been gigantic fucking acts that have been out there in the world, but because they weren't during uh, the last couple generations, people don't remember. But we don't have a, a fucking star today who was as big as Charlie Chaplin. We don't have one. And yet... Most people would just be going like, yeah, I know who Charlie Chaplin is. What is your favorite movies? Never saw any of them. Did he talk or yeah. silent films? Yeah, I got no clue either. Now, there are certain people that, that, that their you know, fame and all and their work holds on, like a Mark Twain. Um, but I don't know if we'd ever understand just how big Mark Twain was. Today he would be um, maybe even just leave a footnote. I mean, with the internet, there's just so much. Uh, it's just too much to fucking concentrate on one person. Well, and people don't get around and read books the way they used to. No. Still struggling with it, big man. Still struggling. Yeah. Just sitting there struggling. How's huh? the days going on? Yeah. You want some soup? Mm, no, I don't think so. I guess then somebody out get some soup. That was a joke. I'm just trying to just say, here's something ridiculous. Soup. You see? Yeah. Maybe if it could get poured down my spine, that might make it so feel better. So this is more about pain than, than the panic. It's a lot. It's, it's and you got to head out because it's just, you know, after a while, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't fix backs here. Um, you should have made the call when you got up in the morning. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure you got that you can get a hold of a chiropractor or somebody to rub your back for you. Um, we did bring this up about Tui Story 2. Um, $109 million over uh, the weekend. Biggest thing that Pixar's ever done. Biggest weekend ever. 
and I believe the second biggest cartoon ever. I feel like they did bigger business before. I, I feel like 109 million is now. I guess maybe overall is the fucking amount of money I'm there. I'm thinking of. Yeah, overall. It was like staying in the box office for fucking weeks at a time. Yeah. And it was the biggest June opening, too. You would think that there would have been, you know, with uh, years of summer movies, something would have been bigger in June. Um, let's go to Sean Yarman first. Hey, Ronnie, I think what Fez needs is some ancient Orient medicine in the form of lettuce wraps. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Do not get him started. Um, all right, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, uh, what about those Harry Potter books? Every kid and everybody had a Harry Potter book. I would think Mark Twain would be even bigger than that. Yeah, but it, it, it rings in a... Uh, uh, in a whole different fucking way to these kids. There weren't any wizards in Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, kids don't know shit about Huckleberry Finn. They had that big opening of the new Harry Potter. I don't know whether they're rides or whatever, but they were showing people just fucking camped out for it. It's rides in like a park. It's the whole experience or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, that's crazy. I Are went you, to Six Flags when I was a kid. By the way, did that little girl ever call us back the other day from the bumper cars? No. The one who walked out? No. That kid sounded like trouble anyway. I think she's still in line. No, she walked out of the line. She said, uh, the hell with this shit. I don't need it. Yeah, it's a fucking good attitude to have, actually. Yeah. Any attitude where you don't go through with it is always good. Well, couldn't you just, like, say her kid had her leg broken and then just walk straight to the fucking front of the line? I actually knew people that not only did that, but had a cast put on their leg. To go down and, and make it through there. Yeah, I did that down Six Flags a couple summers. Why don't you just have one of your buddies act retarded and see if you couldn't get up in the front? He has MS. At what point do they let you butt in line? Uh, can a sprained ankle get you to put up? I think if you, yeah, I think a sprained ankle might work. Because I got news for you, a broken ankle, I'm not all feeling like this kid isn't. All right, somebody has MS, go ahead, get up there. But I'm sorry, you were riding your bike and you fucking fell off? No, you don't get the butt up. What about a guy who's allergic to bees? Gets a fucking bee sting. That works if he's puffing up. I gotta tell you this. The other day, I'm fucking near a grown a grown ass man, and he sees a bee, and he like gets behind me as he's trying to get around the bee and starts to push a little bit, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I'm like, "What are you allergic to bees?" And he goes like this, and he's completely fucking serious. He goes like this. No, but I've been stung before. And I go, what fucking earthling hasn't been stung by a bee? Doesn't hurt that much. It's one bee? It's just one bee he was running yes, away from? Yes, one bee. But, you know, we were into that phobic state where oh, no. he sees a bee, and he's ready to climb a fucking tree over it. And I'm like, oh, what are you, allergic? No, but I've been stung before. Well, right. motherfucker, so have I. Why am I sitting here running shotgun for you? You can't fucking sit here and have me worry about you and bees. Some people, they can't get around their bee thing. Can't get around it. Although I rarely see someone afraid of horse flies, they fucking hurt more. Yeah, and that, they seem bigger. They're bigger, and you actually feel like they have teeth, like a teeth mark went into you. If I saw 
like a fucking blown up horsefly. And what makes that sting? I'd never stop hunting those fuckers down. I'd seriously go town to town trying to uh, kill fucking horseflies. Um, Dan, Buffalo, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, went to a few amusement parks with my buddy out of busted leg and, uh, like Cedar Point and shit. You gotta, gotta be in a wheelchair, but they'll give you a wheelchair and you get to skip all the lines. Uh, Dave, Texas, you're on Run of Fez. Dave, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I think old Fezzy needs to go down and get him a rub and tug down at the massage parlor down there make him feel better. You ever had one of those done, Fez? I have never had one of those. What's keeping you? Embarrassment. I would be, even though I'm hiring that person, I would be embarrassed if it got time for the tug part and I wasn't uh, tug ready. Papa Viagra. Um, I'll sell you one right now. Let's go. How many are you holding? Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I worry, all right? I'm concerned about where your life is taking you. Sometimes i got to hold things for people. You're a drug dealer! Mike, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, hi, Mike from Toronto. So? Uh, yeah, I was on vacation uh, to Florida. I went to these parks. Mm. Uh, you rent a scooter. It costs you 40 bucks, and you get front of the line the whole day. You get to ride around all day. You don't have to walk. You're not tired. And just say, you're, you know, you got a sore back or something like that. But doesn't it just make you look like a fat ass? Well, kind of. Yeah, but because, you know I mean, I don't even see anyone with a bad leg fucking riding those uh, scooters. They just seem to be for enormous people. <laughs> yeah. You understand? I've been stung before. Oh. Yeah, I read about that in the paper. Fucking man stung by B. Of course. Now, I want you to act like a girl and hide under my shirt while we're walking past the fucking bee, you Look, imbecile. Luckily, they'll all be dead soon, so. Remember that uh, Pal Talk fucking bee thing that we had with the song? Yeah. We played that on the last, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Jamie, you're in my face. Uh, yeah, buddy. <clears throat> um, I'm in the antique auction business. I get two radio shows. Pardon? Go ahead. Uh, just going to say, kind of talking about what makes things collectible and valuable and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we noticed about 10 years ago, uh, a lot of our markets really dropped when the Internet, you know, eBay hit real big. People realized things weren't near as rare as they thought they were. You know, just because they were in their area, they weren't all around near as rare. So the market took a big plunge. So give me an example. Um, American Art Pottery, Roseville Pottery. Mm -hmm. uh, people do auctions, you know, or, or things like that, or collect, go to the malls and stuff, you know, in, in their three, four, five state radius. Um, and then they get on the Internet, and, well, that's what they're interested in. They get on eBay and start looking, and, wow, it's just all over. And, and even the rare pieces, when they thought maybe there was only 100 in the country, come to find out there's still 500 around. I see. And yeah. b before that was just... Harder to connect with people. Harder to know yeah, it, other people who had them. Yeah, it was based on some. I mean, there's a few publications that go around, but uh, just in that particular, you know, area, field, just uh, realizing that things aren't near as rare as everyone thought they were. Give me one collectible that just stands up no matter what happens with the economy. One collectible that stands out no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because the wow. bottoms can fall out of any of these markets, I guess. Sure, and, and they usually bounce back, you know, mm -hmm. over a period of a couple decades or something. 
Uh, I think one thing that might stand up is is when you get into like the uh, old Civil War memorabilia and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and and a lot of just war memorabilia really seems to hold pretty strong. All right, I've got, and maybe you could look into this. I have Robert E. Lee's entire suit, right? And at uh-huh. the and in the crotch, it looked like uh, some cum. It was like potato flakes or cum. I. I have it under plastic, so I don't fuck with it. But would you check and see what that's worth? You probably have to taste it to authenticate it. All right. Interesting. I appreciate it. I know a lot of people wouldn't mind having some uh, Robert E. Lee dry cum. And clone them. I cannot tell if he's inside or outside the plastic right now, and it is freaking me out. The fuck? Thank God this is an XL channel, because we've never been able to run that. Some saucy language. Yeah, it is. Too saucy. Uh, Paul, Philly, you're in running Fez. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to let Fez know there's a, there's a thing you can try called acupressure. It's like acupuncture. You just use your fingers on pressure points and relieves the pain. All right. Um, I've done some of this before, Fez. Where exactly is your is your back hurt? It's like real, it's in the like lower middle, and then it goes all the way around into my stomach. All right, that sounds like ribs. When it's lower middle and around this way, it's ribs. Yeah. Ribs connect up into your face. Let me put right. just a little pressure right here. Ow, ow, you're pinching my nose. That hurts. That hurts. Help it all? No, my back still, now my nose and my back hurt. All right, then, then it's going to need this. Ow, you're pulling my beard hairs out. Hmm. That's not helping either. Now there's a lot of pain. But did you forget about the back for a moment? Till I got your fingers off my nose. Then you can have eighty dollars or forty. Give me twenty dollars right now. That's the co-payment. All right, then give me eighty back, or I'm gonna start fucking put stuff in your eye. Um, what kind of doctor are you? Who said doctor? Uh, Kevin, you're on my face. Hey, buddies, uh, talking about collectibles, there's a good book called The Billionaire's Vinegar. It's the story about Forbes buying uh, bottles of wine that supposedly 
were owned by Thomas Jefferson, bringing them back from Bordeaux, France. And it talked about the whole 80s and 90s wine markets and how it got so crazy and out of hand and how somebody took advantage of it and so forth. But it's an excellent read called The Billionaire's Vinegar. Um, I'll have to check it out. I never understood that either of this wine is so great, I'm not going to drink it. It's going to get better as you fucking keep it for 100 years? Maybe it's the alcoholic thing, but I always thought, like, when you have product, you use it immediately. Yeah, got to get in you. Because if I had a wine rack, I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd be thinking, I got a lot of wine I got to drink. Yeah, I don't have anything, I don't have any understanding of how the fucking uh, collectibles, I know there's Fabergé eggs, right? People are like, I got this one from Russia, I get this, and I look and I go, it just looks gay. Looks bedazzled. You now have a bedazzled gay table. Uh, you weren't able to hook up with your guy today, Fez? Um, still, still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, Mike, Strong Island. Ronnie B, how you doing? Yeah. Um, there's a show on, I think it's Discovery Channel, that just started. It's called American Pickers. These two guys go around to people's attics and basements, and they pull out all kinds of shit, and they... They evaluate it and resell it. A lot of old bicycles and motorcycles and stuff like that. It's a very interesting show because they could tell you they tell you what they actually sold it for and everything else. And it's kind of a neat show. I just watched it yesterday. No, I haven't seen it yet. But there are people that can look down and figure out how to make money out of anything. And really, the way the world's going right now, we're all going to end up as American pickers. We're all going to be traveling from town to town. Just trying to fucking reuse whatever we can find. I'm going to start hoarding boots. Yeah, it's going to be a world of hoarding. Watley, with his back, he's not going to be able to travel with us. So we can take that crazy orange shirt off of him. Take his shoes. I'll leave you with something, though, Fez. What's that? Bullet. Where's your back hurt? It hurts here and then all the way around, like into here. Can I just tell you something right now, and you're not even going to fucking believe me? What? You've been holding a lot of farts in because of that medication, right? Yeah. You might have jacked yourself all up back there. That can happen? Yes, you're not supposed to hold one in. And you even promised that you would ring a fucking bell for me, and you haven't today. You've been holding one all day? Yeah, well, I've been, yeah, I've been holding since this morning. I never know whether to believe them. Because you take some kind of medication... That makes you really gassy, and then you refuse the fart. Yeah, I just I'm not going. I'm not going to give in to that medicine. But do you realize that that can't be good for you? You're almost like a baby that needs to be burped. In a rupture, colon. You know what happens when a baby doesn't fucking burp like burp like that? No, it's sick. You want to play good, no good about babies? No, I don't want to do that. I thought it was why not? I thought it was only piss. Like you're not supposed to hold a piss in, or a... how about shit? Well, that, but... Yeah, you're not supposed to keep the shit inside you. You're supposed Poison. to keep all the snot there in your nose? No. No, you're, you're supposed to blow and get you, rid of that. You but. have to release the guests. That's why it fucking follows the track that it has. And now you've waited until your fucking back is going off for you. On you. You ought to go to the fucking chiropractor today and said I've been holding the fart in. My uh, partner doesn't think it's good for me. Point out to its business partner. Uh huh. Don't fucking let on that me and you were living together. Some kind of a fucking stupid fucking California marriage going bad. I'll just let him figure it out on his own.
None of his business. I'm going to guarantee you right now, if they start to work on your back, you're going to fart in their faces because you're ready to go. You're ready to pop. I think there might be some shit, too, since sure. you've been holding for so long. Stack shit. Set the shit on the fuck. Where my grills at? Where my grills at? I want you to do this, Fez. Somebody should fucking be in a NASA suit before they massage your back. Well, hopefully it'll be light pressure. <laughs> How about here? Does that feel any better? You're going to sit in somebody's eyes, you sick fuck. I didn't know the gas could travel back up your back. You've pulled it. You've pulled your back from holding it in. And your ribs. When did you notice it hurting? It was last night. I got up during the night and like all of it. Fart yourself awake? So, no. It was just coming to by myself. And stepped out of bed. Play good, no good? To head to, uh, no. To head to the bathroom and then. Holding the baby. That's good. See, I knew it. And then just stopped in my tracks. You have tracks? Like a fucking animal? Jason, Texas, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, Fez has been holding coming for 60 years. It doesn't seem to bother him. See you. True, Fez? No, there's releases from time to time. Maybe not as often as some people. But from time to time, there's a release. Where? All over yourself? No, like into a tissue. What about a sock? What, are you just holding the tissue there? Yeah. So you take the tissue and drop it down? Uh-huh. Then you end up with little bits of tissue on your dickhead. Sick fuck. That's disgusting. Just you jerk off into a sock. Why don't you put a little, like, a uh, fucking bullseye? On that tissue. Sit there and try to score big points for yourself. Hey, could you have a new intern get me a glass of water? I forgot her name. I do like the name new intern for her because it fits. Because she's an intern and she's new. So it's new intern small talk? Yeah, new intern small talk. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. I miss soundboard says. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, KLM Airlines, the Dutch airline, when you fly them in the front cabin, talk about the, the, the crazy odd collectibles that, that, uh, that hold value, don't really move too much. Uh-huh. Being that, that it's the Netherlands, Amsterdam, home of Delft, they give you little Delft houses when you, when you fly in their business class. And they have about 90 of them or so. They don't add them. There, there's nothing really crazy that, that they do to, to mess with the market. You go on eBay, they're always getting a good price. They're, they don't spike crazy up or down. I never understand why somebody would want that, though. It's, it's well, I mean, if, if you're a frequent flyer, if you're a big traveler, it's, a, it's another collection to build. There are people who treat it like, uh, uh, what's the, the studio company, the, uh, the, the, the Christmas displays, Studio 56 or whatever it is? I'm not, I, I don't know any of these things. Sounds OCD. It's all fucking lost on me. It's all lost. But I can't imagine. Hicks, come on over. I want you to come to my house. I got little Swiss chalets. They're real little. And I got them on a table. And I want you to sit look at them with me. For how long? 
But I don't know. See, that part I'm lost on since I've never done it before. I guess we could just sit and, and feel better. Take it all in. I got, <laughs> here's my problem. I got eight more to go. And now I have a completely filled table. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't fucking know what to do with it. Uh, there's something on eBay right now. A minimum bet or bid, $3 million. It's the world's greatest record collection. And it's actually a physical music collection. That's albums and CDs. Um, more than 6 million songs on 3 million records and 300,000 compact discs. If you went out and downloaded it song by song, it would be $5.9 million. So in that sense, of course, $3 million is the, um, the uh, bargain. A guy named Paul Mawinney, he's in Pittsburgh, he's the publisher of Music Master Record Price Guide, started the collection about 50 years ago. Had a Frankie Lane record that started it all. What? <laughs> he started it all with a Frankie Lane record. He said, and in the back of his mind, he just thought that somebody needs to preserve. And I guess he went out and just got every album that was released. Good, bad, and ugly. That sounds pretty crazy. I mean, unless you're rich, you just want this for no fucking reason, just to have a collection, I guess. To say you have it, there's no reason to get this. I can get this guy's collection in a fucking week or two of time. How do you figure you could get this? You could find almost anything online. You can download. You can download entire collections of fucking right, shit. But, all right, but let me ask you this. Do you yeah. think there's a difference between being able to download books and sitting there with the original copies of, you know, some of the great books of all time? Uh, for right now, no, but like just I say my generation would think that, but the next generation is not going to give a fuck. I'm telling you, in three generations, people would love to be sitting there and holding the original thing. I, there, I don't think that's ever going to go away in terms of somebody wanting it and somebody being willing to pay. I thought so, but I mean, even with, with books, on the train now, I see at least there's five or six people on every train car with the Kindle now, and I never thought that would fucking blow up. Doesn't, uh, you know, uh, the Kindle is going to work, and is, or or something like that, and I got no problem with it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that there's not some value to the first run of some of those books. I would love to own some of these fucking albums. Um. Adam, Connecticut, you're in my fez. Hey, guys. Um, at one point, this is going back 30 years ago, probably, my grandfather had the largest opera collection, and I think it was like the second or third largest in the States. And the house caught on fire, and he made the fire department go in with foam so they wouldn't ruin the record collection, which was in the basement. Did it work? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was only one part of the house, but they were really, you know, this is 30, 40 years ago. And they're like, what, are you crazy? No. Now, what what was it about your grandfather in opera? Uh, well, my grandfather came from Poland, and I don't Sorry, I mean, I you know, know this. You know, opera was huge. My grandmother, they all, you know, my grandmother passed ten years ago. She was still going to the opera. They were antique collectors, crystal collectors. It was really they were just you know, collectors. They couldn't stop it. 
No, no, no. The whole house. When when they we had to have Sotheby's come in when they died, because there was so much, and even crap in the basement that wasn't even out was worth thousands. What do you think their entire estate was worth? Do you ever know? No, no, no. But and one of the things was too is when they were getting in poor health, they started selling the big stuff, mm. and kind of kept the stuff that had more of a personal, you know, right. attachment to. All right, peace. I appreciate All right, it. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Paul. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. As far as things uh, dissipating and going away, I I used to really enjoy reading the the local newspaper here, and uh, they scaled it back so much now. It's just you, you can't even read it anymore because there's nothing in it. They're just competing with the internet so much. Um, what paper do you have? Uh, we've got the Pensacola News Journal down here. So Pensacola News Journal that used to be your go-to paper. But now, because less people are buying it, they're putting out less. Yeah, they've, they've actually changed the size. They've made it smaller, and the content is just it's ridiculous. And plus, they put all of it on their freaking website. It's like, what's the point anymore? Is, isn't that really funny, though, that they take it away from the people who still want to buy it? The people who still want to buy it tend to suffer for the people of that don't buy it anymore. And then they, they have you going, well, you no longer are making the product I used to love. It only get my quarter. That just costs you a quarter, my friend. I would hate to like look around and like, oh, see all these people here? If you want to find out what they all have to say, it's a quarter. Really? That's all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a fucking hard time of saying where we're going to go with this because people are getting the Internet stories for free, but the newspaper are still paying for the stories. It's going to, I mean, this is the Wild West or whatever the internet. Eventually, there's going to be paying, you're going to be paying a flat, it'll be a low amount of money just to get access to certain, you're going to pay per fucking site. I, that's what I think. There's this uh, new trailer I saw out for Middlemen oh, yeah. about the first guys that started making money selling porn on the thing back in 95. It's hard to believe that it was only 95 because it does feel like. Wait a minute. Pulp Fiction was out before the internet? Nevermind was out before the internet? It's hard to believe. It's been crazy ups and downs from the beginning to where we are now. It's, it's, it's cra crazy how fast it's moved. I just want these Spain motherfuckers to understand. I need a big win today. Look at Ronaldo's just laughing in the North Korean's face. Good. Knowing that already today, because North Korea got beat so bad, they've lined those guys up and killed them. All the North Koreans were shot. They torture him first? I don't know about that. I think just tortured would have been the entire life living in North Korea. I think Brazil, Argentina, and the Netherlands are the only people who have gone 2-0 so far. That's crazy. You're crazy. No, it's crazy what's going on with France. Fez, you're upset by that guy not saying okay to you about something? Uh, yeah. Where it fucked was... over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was just, you know, going in a circle. Just cut it out. You know what I mean? Just lock it down. Yeah, that's what I was I was trying to get it locked down. No, I mean, lock it down like, all right, never mind then. Oh, okay. Don't let them grab your nuts. You struggle with some of the business people here? Yeah. And you're struggling having been accepted in that other community? Very much. How come? 
Um, did you think it would be more of a community? Yeah, I did. I, I honestly thought that once you were, you know. In, you were in. You were in, you were in. That it was. And then it seems like another place you don't fit in. Right, yeah, where it's like, wow, you would think that these people would understand acceptance. Right. But they don't. No, and there's still, you know, walls up. What do you think those walls are based on? I don't know. I think it's um, maybe new guy or something. Like I, I don't know what that, you know. That doesn't make sense. No, but I mean, I'm just trying to figure it out. Maybe there's some language I'm not speaking. Um, Chili 2 was one of uh, all the games? All right. That was just today. I don't keep up with today's scores. I'm a yesterday back. So you heard from that? A little bit, yeah. Even though you jumped up during the show to go checking on it? Still not there for you. No, no further than I was before, really. Some people don't want to say straight out no. I guess that's what it is. So what do you think is about you not being connected? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe there's something about me. Like I said, like maybe there's some sort of way I'm putting things that, I mean, I'm trying to be professional and everything, and I think I'm saying the right things, but there's still kind of like a, just kind of a tilt of the head and a weird look at me. Like, just... Like you're talking crazy. That or, you know, it's like, who is who this? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you to say such a thing? And why are you coming around here? Like, we have this... Right. We have this tight-knit thing. We're all together over here. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing over here? Yeah, like, I don't know whether it's a suspicious thing or just... Uh, Maybe somebody thinks you're a cop. But it's a... Uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot of dirty looks. Or at least it feels like it. Has that been going on for a while or just recently? No, for, for a while. You're just now finally facing it. Yeah, where it's like, well, this, you know... Now I, get even it. More yeah. now I get it. Right. Now I understand what's going on. Where, where are you fitting in right now, buddy? Where are you feeling good? The apartment? Even that's weird. Yeah, the laundry room, you said. Yeah, I, I'm doing a lot of laundry. Is anyone down there with you when you're doing it? No, I just go down by myself. It just feels good there? Yeah. So I end up hiding out there a bit. Would this be crazy? You start taking in laundry? I always like to say turn your hobbies into a business. It would keep me in the laundry room more. Hicks, bring your underwear in tomorrow. Want to start doing Hicks's laundry? Seriously? I'll do Hicks's laundry. Right, It'll be could, clean for I a change. Oh, come on. This is what makes you have trouble fucking fitting in. 
scrub his skid marks out for him and make him feel better about himself. Appreciate it. You do a little scrub on him before you go in? No, you do it. Sure, you do a pre-wash. A little pre-wash ritual. Well, you start ironing, too, like the vine. My Pepper Hicks is a clean teen. Hmm. Um, Fez Watley looking a place to fit in. Today you've even had it from that community. You're just done with them. Yeah, because I don't, uh, I don't know what else to do. You can't do. You can't. You can't get blood out of a nickel. My dad used to like to say. Then he would prove me wrong. He had a little magic trick. He also said you couldn't get blood out of a hamster, but I fucking showed him it was wrong. You can. What's next, though? I have no idea. You're almost at the end of your rope or some of this. Yeah. I thought I could fit in there. If you don't mind me saying, you had yourself quite a pitch here today. Yeah. No studio before I came in. You got to have your tag with you. Yeah. Having your tag get you off to a better day. That's for Let sure. you know maybe that's one of the things. Like you don't belong. You think you could have waited too long? I worry about that all the time. Yeah. Just trying to play catch up. Like the condiment? No, just like catching up with other people. That's a rough one. Too long, too late. The Fez Watley story. Too long, too late. To be forgotten. One always likes to do that thing. Well, you still got laundry. I have laundry, and I have Hicks's laundry now. Could you pick it up at his house? That's asking a lot. I don't want to carry that into the city, man. I know. Mm, what are you gonna do? Still looking for another uh, therapist? No. He's going to keep throwing money down that shaft. Should I explain why she called you during the show? Uh, she wanted to get an end table. Didn't have any money. Called Watley. Uh, why don't you come over here and meet me at the store? I'll fucking give you a quick one run over and buy me this end table. I'm going to Colorado. Um, Watley, what's next for you, though? Where do you go? I don't know where to go next. I honestly don't. I thought that was a, a place to go. Mm -hmm. And just door slammed in my face is what it feels like. Well, that's been going on long enough now. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah, you're starting to get it. Right. You're not welcome. I thought maybe it was just, you know, it takes a while to get to this know long? people. No. 
Mm. Wow. Um, let's go over here to uh, uh, Brian, you're in one of Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Uh, hey, Ron, did you see the, the Brazil game yesterday? I don't know if it was against Ivory Coast, maybe? Yeah. But the one Brazil guy, he elbowed, kind of elbowed the guy in the chest, and the guy fell down and grabbed his face. That was Kaká. Yeah, Kaká. And then Kaká, I guess he's suspended for a game now, right? Or something yeah. like that because of that? Yeah, but it's also a game they don't necessarily need to win because they've already got it wrapped up. Uh, the first one, he definitely should have got the yellow card. The second one, bullshit. Uh, Bill, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I heard you dealt in memorabilia, and I was looking to see if I could buy a Colorado Rockies jersey signed by Babe Ruth. I do have two of those right now. Oh. I have um, actually something that I think has some a certain amount of value. It's Jimi Hendrix, a tic-tac-toe game that he played with Babe Ruth. And oddly enough, Albert Einstein jacked off all over it. And you can see where they did not finish it. And I'm willing to let that go for $40. That's a bargain. Yeah. I call that a bargain. The best I ever had. Well, I'd like to get you to fit in with some people, Fez. It's tough for me to see you this sad. You've been a little uh, centralized in your own thoughts today, huh? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. It just started it started out in pain and panic and and more of the same. And then and then it all spiraled into pain, sadness. Pain, panic and pussies. A three piece. So now you're in sadness? Yeah. And now you're feeling in a place where you feel like you're not be, even being accepted by a whole group of people. People that I don't want to say what it is cuz it's a secret, mm-hmm. but you yourself have done nothing. But stick up for it. Yeah. And now you see them why the rest of us don't like them. And then just, you know, things are said and promises. I don't, I don't know whether they're kept or not. I don't know. You don't even know at this point. No. I mean, they shouldn't say things just to be nice to me if they don't mean it. You think that's what they're doing? Yeah, I think. Is it to be nice to you or get rid of you? It, it's to uh, get rid of me. But, well, then, because they don't mean any of those things. Well, you know how I am with people. I won't. I'll be like, that sounds great. Get a hold of Hicks, because I always think it looks bad to have the host of the show saying no. So I'll say, I'll say like this. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, I'm going to give you Hicks's number, and he's going to talk it over with the bosses. And that's my way of saying, uh, no, absolutely not. So they gave you one of those? So I think I got Hicks. But why weren't they treating you like a fellow uh, fucking professional? That's what I, I wouldn't do that that's... to a fellow, fellow professional. Let's say if Anthony fucking came up to me, I'm going to be straight with him. I was talking like it was some schmuck. Some fucking pansy off the street. Um, Chuck, you're running Fez. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, Fezzy, man, you gotta come to Kansas and relax, dude. 
get out of the goddamn city and come out here and see these these big ass cornfields and the and the waving wheat and the sunrises and sunsets. Just You're relax, freaking them out. <laughs> Chucky doesn't want to quit yet. Well, no, I didn't mean forever. No, I mean even for a minute, just to quit, to give up, and just say, I'm just some Kansas loser looking at corn all day. Here, 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 now. Did I say something wrong? Loser. Oh, that's right. I didn't think. I meant to say boozer. Uh, Fez, here. you want to go to Kansas? No, I can't think of watching the sun go down over a cornfield. Hey, look, I'm not an astronaut, but I got a brother-in-law that is. Mm-hmm. And and Buzz. him and Fezzy in the middle of a in a cornfield would be awesome. Cornholing in a cornfield, not bad for you, Hicks. Anything on your mind today? Anything driving Pepper Hicks crazy? I saw a commercial that I think is incredibly racist, but I can't tell because. All right, right, give it to me. The term hamster, right? Is that a racist term for black people? Never heard that in my life. Then my dad's a liar. Because there's <laughs> a, uh, or just crazy, because he would call black people hamsters uptown. And then there's a new Kia commercial with ham- hamsters that are obviously acting black. So I, I guess I was, that old man was fucking way the fuck off. I've never, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I've never heard to as black people referred to as hamsters. He would say it all the time. I mean, I have no, I really, when I saw, saw, saw those commercials, like, this is fucking horribly racist. Someone fucked up over a Kia. So they got hamsters acting black? Pretty much, yeah. Rocking out in their Kias and whatnot. Try to get a hold of Earl for me. Um, maybe he knows something I don't, but I've never heard uh, black people referred to as hamsters before. I had the feeling it's going to start to catch on now. Rich, Connecticut, you're running Fez. Uh, Fezzy, you want to go fishing? I'll take you fishing. Right in the Long Island Sound. Nice, relaxing weekend. You want to do that, Fez? No, nah, I'm not going to go fishing. What's wrong? I went fishing one time and uh, felt really bad about killing the fish. Well, why don't you just go out on the boat? Spend a weekend on the boat. You get out in the middle of the sound and you're fucking there at night. And it just feels like the Jaws movie. Yeah, exactly. That's every horror, st- horror story on the water. All reasons why things can't work, right? All reasons something not to do. It's just frightening. Everything is, though, right? Yeah, true. Everything but the laundromat. Right now, that's the good place. Uh, Bob, Jersey, you're on Renifest. Bob in Jersey, I got you, buddy. Lost you. Uh, let me go over here to Big Joe and Yonkers. Hey, guys. Um, when I was a kid, I'm about 25 years old. When I was a kid, my dad used to call black people hamsters all the time. I have never heard this. Yeah. Now, how would he use it? Um, like those fucking hamsters are taking over the neighborhood type stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, real racist stuff? black neighborhood, so he just, you know, would come home like, oh, these fucking hamsters again today, like... <sighs> Uh, he had many, many names for them. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't know one, whether one was ever a proper fucking slang there. Uh, let me check with Earl. Earl, how are you? Buddies. Good to talk to you. Earl, uh, have you ever heard of anything called the Hamster Rock Coalition? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever heard of black people referred to as hamsters by white people? Uh, never. Neither have I. And yet Hicks 
and Big Joe from Yonkers claim that is this. And who's doing a racist commercial? Ikea? No, um, Hicks. There's some fucking commercial out there. Showing, Kia. Who is it? It's Kia. Kia commercial. Oh, Kia. Uh, and they're uh, showing black people as hamsters. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I can't even fucking keep up. But I'm sure you would have heard it if white people were doing this. All right, hold on, Earl. Here's John, Long Island. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. John, Long Island. How you doing, I love John? You guys love the show. I miss Dave. Yeah, we all do. Uh, other than that, um, going up on Long Island, the Five Towns area. Yeah. That's all we called them was hamsters. All right, so you only said hamsters. And well, there was a few, a few other ones. Oh too. yeah, of course. But what decade <laughs> are we talking about here, John? Um. 74. All right, 70s. Yeah, so, well, we still call them that now, but, you know, it's only certain people. All right, thank you. Um, Dennis, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, hamsters were a uh, term for people for the uh, people from the projects. That and uh, Mondays. Oh, all right, so you would say hamsters because they were, like, living in a fucking hamster thing, right? <laughs> Earl. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I have never heard that you were either from the projects or you weren't, but you were never called a hamster. I've never heard that term. That's uh, it all time. You were, uh, and Earl, you used to even run on a hobbit trail when you were growing up. But you're a <laughs> 70s guy. You were born in 1970, right? Yes. You're an old school and an old fool. <laughs> I, I'm looking at this commercial. Let's take it back to the beginning. I want to hear what they're saying. But it's giant hamsters dressed as black kids. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's black people as hamsters. <laughs> now, when you saw this, X, were you going crazy? I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, did my dad make this slur up? Or holy <laughs> shit, why are they getting sued? I think he directed the commercial. Adam, you're on Ronnie Fez. Ronnie B. Yeah. Racial slur database, rsdb.com, does not show hamsters. I had never heard this before. But this is wrong to show fucking these kids as hamsters. Very bizarre. I really... He is nuts. Uh, John in Boston, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I'm, I'm just thinking, take another look at those little animals there. Are those hamsters or those mice? I think they're mice. Those are hamsters. All right, wait. Let's go back and take a look. It didn't Did dawn on me. It says ham it says Hamsterdam on one of the on the front one of the signs. <laughs> like Hamsterdam Avenue? Exactly. And, yeah. and that one has hamster across his jersey. Okay. All right, my bad. My All bad. right. Huh. It didn't dawn on me that it could have been mice, though. <laughs> All right, Earl. Yo. Uh, do you think for a second that these hamsters represent black kids? Put it up uh, on 202, friends, as soon as you can. <laughs> and just put it up on a, is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised there hasn't been any outrage. No, well, not yet. But yeah. I'm just, uh, you learn something new every day. I have never heard this. I never heard it either. Normally, 
I feel like I'm up to date on things. Uh, let's go to Big A. You're on my fest. What's up, Ryder B? This is Big E. Hey, hey, man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they was black people. I thought they was white people. Only look at these, look at this commercials playing like the white people. You know, I didn't think they were black. So you thought it was like white people trying to act black? White hip hop kids, like you know, yeah. I never seen a fucking black person drive a fucking Kia. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> there is no uh, fucking way around it. Headphones and a and a and a, and a fucking jumpsuit. Yeah, look at the white kids. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, here's Joe in Long Island, retired cop. You're running Fez. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good man. Uh, listen, we uh, used to call hamsters all the time. Just, we always did it. Now, do you know where it came from? No, but I, I did work on the project, so maybe that's where it did uh, develop from. I noticed that this seems to be somewhat of a Long Island thing. Your dad ever spent any time out there? Uh, no, but he was from Queensbridge mm -hmm. before it became black. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was a time. Did you, Earl? <laughs> no, it was always black to me. Uh, Karen, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Um, hamsters came from. I I grew up with that. What did grow up with? But in the seventies on the island, uh -huh. I, and I hung out with white, black. It didn't matter. But the term came from that. The girls, the the black chicks back in the day, would have you know many children to collect the wealthier chicks, and you know because they multiplied. That's where the term comes from. All right. So you're now thinking it becomes from massive amount of babies. <laughs> I used to raise hamsters. The father would kill them, the babies. The father, the dad hamsters would always kill the babies. You had to separate them. Why would the dad do that? I don't, I don't know whether he saw it as a threat, but as soon as the baby, you had to separate so the dad would not go in there and destroy the nest of babies. Um, all right, well, let's go back to Seth and Yonkers. You're on my face. Hey, Ron and Fess. Yeah. yeah, growing up in Yonkers, if you didn't want anybody to know what you were talking about, you use the word hamster. It was the uh, the down low word to use. All right, so we're all. It seems like we're talking about seventies. New York yeah, 70s. and New York, outer borough. Yonkers, mostly yeah. Yonkers. Uh, Long Island and outer borough. Now's my dad, pretty much. The place yeah. he hung out. <laughs> so this is like DL racism. Yeah, I guess. Well, a lot of racism is DL, right? <laughs> well, not a lot. Oh, come on, dude. I just found out last year that black people said that white people smell like wet dogs, and that fucking hurt my feelings. <laughs> I never knew that. And as soon as I fucking found out, I was pissed. Um, Nate, L.A., you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah, Amsterdam's from, uh, from The Wire. I think it's the third season when uh, Bunny Colvin uh, legalizes drugs in that one, that one area. All the, the hoppers called it Amsterdam. Hmm. Um, all right, peace. Uh, let's get over here to um, Joker in Texas, Sherman Fez. Hey, what's going on, Ron Fez? Yeah. Hey, what, uh, what I was going to say is I think they're touching the wrong market because, you know, if they're trying to touch on black people, don't you have to have credit to buy a Kia? All right. Oh, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Um, that was awful. Mm. All right, here's Chuck in Chicago. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. We've used that out here since, like, the mid-'70s, man, because uh, when they lived in the projects, we, it was like a habit trail. Uh -huh. 
All right, appreciate it. Well, you find a new reason to hate white people every day, don't you? Uh, you know, things like this, yes. I am, I, I am speechless. I am totally speechless. Right, why don't you call little white girls on Facebook duck faces then? Your way of getting back. <laughs> I'm still cracking up from the wet dog. Uh, Earl, you got anything uh, coming up new with Black Rock Coalition? Uh, we have two benefits coming up on July 10th and 11th for, uh, for the family of Gary Scheider of P-Funk. Oh, is that right? Where's it going to be at? It's going to uh, July 10th. It's going to be at the um, Multimedia Arts Center in Bloomfield, New Jersey, uh, and, and Sunday, uh, July 11th at BB King. Who's all going to be there at BB King's? Uh, it's going to be the guys from Living Color. It's going to be Bernie Worrell. It's going to be a lot of the XP Funk members. Um, one I one we're working on that I can't announce yet, <laughs> and. It's going to be a good night, George? and all the money's going to... <laughs> Bootsy? The... Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> but but uh, all the money's going to go to Gary Scheider's family. Some of the money. Yeah, <laughs> Starchild. He passed away on the 16th of June. Oh. He's going to wear a diaper. All right, Earl. Good to but talk yeah. to you, my friend. Yeah, but everyone can come out. We appreciate it. It's good uh, for a great cause. Sounds great. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and wrap up the show. It's the Ron and Fez show. It's Ron and Fez on the virus. You give them this technique of transcendental meditation. It's a mental technique, an ancient form of meditation that literally and truly opens the door to the deepest level of life. Unbounded, infinite, eternal, pure consciousness. Modern science's unified field. In Vedic language, it's called Atma, means the self. Know thyself. Why don't you know yourself? Why does it always have to be me? Spain, you fucking pricks. I'm very mad at myself by saying Argentina was going to be, oh, that was very close, Spain, was going to be the, uh, the big story. I was right, but I didn't pick them. I got them with France in the finals. I'm a moron. Yeah. And then you also can't pick soccer teams. Oh. Hey, um, the video was over. Am I correct about that, Hicks? The, the video's done? Lady Gaga's trying to bring it back, but they're few and far between. Pretty much dead. There is a video out right now, Drunk Girls, LCD sound system. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it, yep. Spike Jones does it? Yep. It might be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty fucking cool. How long has that video been out? Not that long. It's, it's, it's it just hit. Uh, I want to put that up on 202, friends. Spike Jones is a goddamn genius. A genius, Fuzz. Brilliant. I can't... Have they got to you that bad today? Oh, they got to me good. But oh, why can't you shake it off? I... D stay... Uh, you stay back in that corner. It's not good for you. It's not good for you, Fuzz. 
Uh, Ray, Virginia, Yarman Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about hamsters. Uh, it's, uh, I'm surprised nobody said this. It's a southern U.S. sort of term. It originated in the southern jails. Uh, just a bunch of black guys in cages. Uh, a bunch of fucking hamsters, a jail term. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with the south. The people we all talk to seem to be Long Island. You remind me of this house music scene, Hicks. It's perfect for you. I'll fuck with it. I know you will. Fez Wiley's been through a uh, a certain thing. He had somewhat of a, what I'd say, hero that he was trying to connect with that was coming through here. And the person treated you very dickish today. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. you thought it was somebody that would be um, open to the changes that you're going through. Right. Instead, they don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, never mind. The, uh, the tolerance that you'd expect, the acceptance didn't exist. Uh, Jim, Chicago, you're in Fez. Yeah, we were talking about collectibles today, and... Um... I want uh, Fez's tears to be my collectible. Uh, they're not rare enough to be an actual uh, collectible. I'm sorry, my friend. Were you looking for a mentor, Fez? That would have been really nice. I mean, just to feel included. Like, you know what? Let me help you out. I know. You Can know. I give you a little clue here? You're too old to get a mentor. Really? The mentors are for children. Young teens. You even said you kept your back turned on it so long, right? Yeah, where it's like, I, I worry about that all the time, where it's like, you know what, you buried yourself in that apartment, you made sure you wouldn't have to deal with anyone or anything, and now it's like, too late to get out of that. Right. Where it's just too much time has gone by. And maybe, you know, waited too long to be accepted. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, there are sometimes that there are certain people in life that maybe you thought were cool at first, and then they turned out to be a dick. But then other things are, you know, just because you have a, a timetable to do something doesn't mean that it's on the other people's timetable, you know? Maybe you just caught this person at a weird time today. Maybe, but it, it certainly didn't feel like that. It felt like you did everything right? Yeah. And he did everything wrong. Did you say it to him or just drop it? No, I, I didn't. I, I just dropped it. I didn't say that to him. Best never to express yourself. They say that. Never express yourself. Never express your feelings. Keep it hidden. Yeah, like a fart. Hold it in like it's a fart. Hold your feelings and your fart in tight. 
until you shit your feelings out. Huh? What? You said, huh? Are you surprised? Did you did you think Fez had uh, too much on this little meeting? I think he was really putting a lot into it, yeah. Hurts. Can I just fucking say who it was? Sure. Yeah. Fez was looking to make a certain connection with the great comedy writer Bruce Valanche. He wanted to meet him. He wanted to talk to him. He thought it would be great. And uh, I guess you're looking to get into, I'll just say comedy writing. And since he's been a gag writer for a long time, Fez thought maybe that he could write some gags. And Bruce Valance, you said didn't even pay attention to you in the home today? No, not really. No. Nope. Now again. I, I mean, there was. Oh! All the way, Espana. All the way. No looking back now, boys. Don't they look like conquistadors in those red shirts? Yeah, she killed some Aztecs. Like beautiful conquistadors. And he crosses, though, with them. Um, Martin, Ohio, you're a manifest. Fez, can't you get even with this person? Can't you go buy yourself a gun and uh, teach him a lesson? I'm not going to do that. I'm better than that. What were you mad at there, Fez? I thought it was uh, the shark getting through. It was? Yeah. Just to recognize the shark. Who are you saying that to? The person on the phone. Who's the person on the phone? I think it's Stephanie right now. It might be uh, Small Talk. How uh, long do you think Stephanie's been here that, like, she would know who the shark was? Week or two? The guy's a master. So Bruce Valance let you down today. Yeah. Do you hate him? Now that you have the opportunity, do you hate Bruce Valance? I think uh, right now he's made me really sad. Mm-hmm. And I think it will percolate because I, I know I won't be able to let it go. Right. I know what I do. And, yeah, about sometime later on this afternoon, it'll be, yeah, I'm completely pissed. And it, it'll move into hate. But why? I was just expecting a little bit more understanding, not just a polite dismissal. Mm. Maybe I had to go write some jokes for Billy Crystal. Whoopi Goldberg. Get Bruce. You ever see that uh, documentary? No, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. It's about how there hasn't been a dinner in Hollywood or any kind of fundraising or any of that shit in like 30 years that Bruce Valance hasn't been in a back room writing gags for everybody. For some reason, that's his place. So you expected him to be open? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you meet people, are you always open and ready to make friends? No, no. It was it was me. I mean, I had my hopes up. Mm-hmm. You had high hopes? Definitely. I feel like I'm dragging this out of you, and I yeah. don't want to do that. Um, all right. But that's one of the things that Ed Fez upset today. So, uh, bad back. 
holding in farts, uh, bad train. Uh, didn't you have some other kind of anxiety? Oh, and then I forgot my card. Forgot your card. Waiting uh, for Bruce Valanche to make Fez happy, and he didn't have it. Uh, here's So in Jersey. Hey, buddies. Fezzy, let me tell you something. Bruce Valanche is an out-and-out bitch. Anybody who could go around looking like that in Hollywood knows he's too full of himself. There's got to be other people in your life and around in New York City, for God's sake, that can help you with your comedy writing. Well, I thought that he was someone that could... I like Sue's attitude, though. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I mean, my original thought going into it is here's someone who's, you know, a little different, a little odd. Maybe he understands a little bit. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I understand. I might not be a comedy writer. I may be a little younger than you, but I've been there. Uh, you know, seriously, did the week in the hospital. Took me, you know, 10 or 12 beers and a handful of Klonopin to figure out how to turn things around. I totally understand the anxiety, and I don't know if every, you know, that for me, when something stupid, no offense, Fred, but it's something little like losing your ID, that would send me over the edge, too, because you just keep repeating in your head, I'm stupid, I can't do the anything right, everything's a mess. And it's like you were following me today. Yes, that is Fez, though. That was the things that I was going to say to him. I know, and then the, the part where the sadness comes from is that you just get so sick of being like that. Mm, I see. I, I'm telling you, I've been there, buddy, and there's a million other people who are nowhere near as uncomfortable to look at as Bruce Valanche. Could you imagine having to sit across from him? Cause, I, mean, I mean, odd. Look at the shape of his body. And there's nobody talking about his hair. I mean, we can all be odd on the inside. We don't have to walk around looking like a fat, gross bitchy mess like that. Wow. He's what? off the list. Let, let me just say, I wish you had been in the lobby but with me. But here's the thing. Why is this guy taking a beat down? Because he wasn't ready to fucking give Fez his whole life over in the hall. People have schedules. He, this guy was just going about his day, leading his own day. Watley comes up, wants something, and Bruce is like, well, why don't you try to email me? And this is the fucking names he's being called. It's insanity around here. This is Dave's insanity sauce. Speak which have you heard anything uh, Dave's up to? No, I got I got talked to him on Friday or Thursday. Haven't talked to him since. How was the show Saturday night? It was in Best of. Why is he in Best of? I think Sam had a wrestling gig. Why wouldn't Dave go and do it himself? I don't think <coughs> he could find a uh, board op. Jeez. All right, that's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow with my guest, Bruce Valanche. What? Uh, that's the end of my show, Donk. I like to watch things on TV. and cars I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV Satellite of
I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Satellites gone up to the skies. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Yeah.